Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Well, welcome back to another episode of Wrestling Around, and for the second time, Wrestling Around is going extreme, so that means I have to have an extremely annoying guest, Terry Peters, how we doing? <laughs> EC Dub, EC Dub, <laughs> yeah, all good, excited for this one, now I've gone extreme as well, with because I'm extremely annoying apparently, <laughs> I've gone extreme as well in terms of podcasting, I've got a lovely little arm now for, to rest my microphone on, so I look somewhat professional. And I've gone extreme in terms of headwear. I now own a headband. That's Luke, absolutely... what are your thoughts on my headband? I, I, I hate everything about it. <laughs> um, so also, welcome, Lou. You're not impressed with two Peters and you get up. Uh, absolutely not. I'm just. I'm more surprised than anything. I thought he just like kind of viciously slicked back his hair, um, but he's actually wearing a, a, a slowly an eyes band that is slowly creeping forwards throughout the shirt. <laughs> Uh, it, it's all right. It's settled under my <laughs> headphones now. Is it? Yeah. Is it to cover yeah. your bald? Yeah, pushing out your hair back to cover your bald. This makes you stay back, him, don't you? After you two watched my live stream last night and tried to get me to put a pickle on my bald patch, this is why I've done it. <laughs> Having a pickle on your bald patch would look less offensive than that headband that you're wearing. <laughs> <laughs> but the people will decide. We'll put. We'll, we'll show you all on social media, and you can decide whether the headband should stay or should go. Well, well you know. Speaking of that, after the uh, affront to democracy that was last week, I don't know if there can be any more wrestling around polls. You don't get to decide after think, your disgraceful no, I think I, I think I'm going to have to decide that, you know, the whole reason I'm watching this show, this is just built on an affront to democracy and I won't stand for it anymore. You, know, you, don't, you don't get to decide what's democratic or not after your horrendous show I, in the week before. I'm not so. So, yeah, we've done this show. So democracy, democracy does not work. Democracy works. I run the social media. I decide what shows we do from now on. That's <laughs> how it works. That's not how it works. We ask the rest of the round fans. The rest of the fans were fortunate enough to say, no, do you know what? We don't care what you put out, so we'll make this a tie. We'll ask you three, and we won two to Piers, one. Piers so. took two votes. Five is stick. No, I'm not saying it was a fair system, I'm just saying there was a system. <laughs> but yeah. let's be honest, it's no it's no more of a sham than your ECW belt. I mean, yeah, you've done and, two. And, ma- and the mask. The people yeah, with no. the glorious Silver Phoenix. The people you've done, you've done two shocking the mask ghosts. Settle the bet. So you don't get to bet. decide. You don't it's get to great. decide. I get to decide all the shows now. Join us next week for Tower Doom 
part two. <laughs> that's not spit you. Disclaimer, that's not happening. But if you are interested in what we're watching next week, then join us at the end of the show and all should be revealed. Yeah. Or if you say Peter's, you've already watched it because you're yeah. watching the wrong show. Yeah, I almost watched the wrong thing. Could you imagine, if I, come on, could you imagine if I had to come on here uh, uh, and I'd watch next week's show instead of this week's show? It'd be ridiculous. What an episode we would have had. So that would have meant next week I'd have had to watch this week's episode instead. Well, wow. I just like not talked about any of the points that you've raised. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, yeah. Outrageous. Ridiculous. I'm, right, not, that's saying, I'm not saying it went well. <laughs> that's enough shenanigans from the start. The sooner we get this finished with, the, the better. We can stop seeing Peter's gross headband. <laughs> Stick it in my ears. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Take it off. No, not happening. Available soon on the uh, rest of the feed. Oh, man, just cut your hair. I know we're in the bloody global pandemic and all that, but bloody hell, get some what? kitchen scissors on no, it. No, get the kitchen scissors on it. It's fine. If we right. get two more reviews after this show, two Peters, we'll take some kitchen scissors to his own hair. No. <laughs> no, I, I agree with you, Peters. You can't, you can't be doing that. And these hairdressers, they're not, they're not doing anything for three months. you got to trust them straight away. I'm not. No, you really have a, like, sort of a warm-up. You'll have a warm-up, yeah. Like, like when a wrestler's injured, they get ring rust. You can sit and have like scissor rust. If you're doing the warm up for the hairdressers, it might be a bit cheaper. If so, I might just go and save a few quid and get a poor haircut. That is the most Terry Peters thing you've ever said. <laughs> you and, then I could, and then I could cover it up with my hairband. <laughs> Everyone's a winner. You can't, you can't have too many bad hairs. We just discuss this hairband. It's, right it's more an Alice band than a. Than the no, it is an Alice band. I always expect exactly a nice bit of elastic, but it's a... No, it's metal. We like metal, metal teeth in it. It's a bit too small for me, Ed, though. In the middle. <laughs> That's why his face is going red and red. Have you bought a child's Alice band? I, I don't know, maybe. By mistake. Possible. Can we all make it as clear as well, the fact that you didn't get this off, like, uh, your girlfriend. You went out and bought it. I ordered it off eBay. For your own use. It, yeah. Hang on, it cost me. me what, does, uh, what does Kelly think of it, our interest? He absolutely hates it. It called me to it. Yep, we had it. <laughs> well, yeah. That she, she did. Stu- she said it's stupid. I would agree with her. That's like most things I do. She just thinks I'm stupid. Um, It cost me £1.95. Someone said that's £1.95 too much. Or not enough. Postage. Yeah, including postage. Hang on, hang on. Is, it, is it used? No, no. Okay. It came. Yeah. It came right. Imagine if it was. Imagine you wore that. Imagine the poor soul was going to get it after pizza. I uh, speak, Speaking of used things bought on eBay, here's one for you. Just before we get into the pay per view, I once bought, a, accidentally bought a pair of used jeans on eBay, and they came. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh no, no. It gets worse. I've heard this before. It, it gets a lot worse than this. <laughs> when, it, when they came, they were too big, and they had a used tissue in the pocket. <laughs> oh. <laughs> And they absolutely stank as well. How much did you pay for him? Oh, maybe 10 quid, something like that. Well, that's what you get for cheaping out and buying your jeans and eBay. <laughs> oh. Did you ever show. contact the seller? So you left your tissue? <laughs> no, I didn't actually. I should have done. Did you wear him? No, no, they were too big. Yeah, but did you try him on? No, oh, I, yeah. So you did wear them? Well, only for like 10 seconds to try them on. I'm saying it. Someone washed the jeans and kept a stinky-ass tissue in the pocket and you put them on your legs. Is that true? Yeah, so what? 
And no, you was he, commando. He started laughing. Of what? Commando. No, no, Hulk commando. Yeah, but they might have been. Yeah, they no, might they, have been, yeah. Yeah, they might have been, yeah. You've got to think of the sort of character who, who sells his jeans on the internet for a start, but doesn't wash them and keeps a nasty-ass tissue in the pocket. Did you oh, put no. your hands in the pocket? And the yeah, tissue. Then he had to, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Then he, he blew his nose, and all he had was that tissue. So I, <laughs> yeah, he actually yeah, used the tissue again. And he sold them the pockets with... to see how deep they went, and found a used tissue in there. And after this, he sold them on eBay. Yeah. Did you not try and get your money back? I don't even think I was bothered for a tenner. I thought it was quite a funny story, no. to be fair. He flogged him himself, the back of eBay. Yeah, I'm Probably you put the bloody tissue in the pocket. Google <laughs> Terry Peter's jeans. I made a profit of 10p on them. <laughs> Outrageous. What was that? Subscribe to our Patreon and you can get a pair of Peter's used jeans. Or a pair of Peter's used tissues. Or a there we go. Nobody will ever subscribe to our Patreon. <laughs> nobody, nobody wants that. Even oh. I wouldn't subscribe. <laughs> if you don't use a Patreon, you can now uh, find us on the Aircast support feature and uh, help get this podcast free. Yeah, there we go. Any donations will be gladly accepted. <laughs> Thank you all for your support. Oh, yeah. uh, we promise that we won't send you a pair of TPs. <laughs> All tissues. But apparently, if you, if you do listen and you don't done it, then we will be sending you a pair of TPs. We'll find <laughs> you. We'll find you. And then yeah. you'll open up the package and you think, what's this? And there'll be TPs jeans there with a used tissue in the pocket. And the picture of my face with it wearing the headband. Yeah, then there'll be a picture of TPs wearing the jeans just so you know. <laughs> I believe. Uh, we can ship to Ashburn, North Dakota, wherever it was. That's <laughs> <laughs> Virginia, 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 that's the one. Virginia, North Dakota. North Dakota. So you stop upsetting anybody who lives in Ashburn. <laughs> You're disgrace. Right, that's enough of um, Terry Peters and his jeans, um, and whatever tissues he finds in said jeans. So I don't know. Sorry, just before I move on. So he was wearing, <laughs> he was wearing the jeans. You put your hands in the pockets, and there was like a wet tissue in there. No, no, it was dry. It'd been crusty. folded over. No, it wasn't too crusty. Just looked like it'd been a bit battered. <laughs> what do you mean that wasn't too crusty? It was a little bit crusty. <laughs> no, it wasn't really crusty. It was just a bit battered and worn. I can only assume it'd been in there for a while. To be honest, the jeans I'm wearing today, Kaylee said I look like I've got four kids because of them, because of da- the dad jeans, because apparently I'm not stylish. Well, no, I agree with her there. You're wearing the bloody headband. <laughs> You're in an headband and you buy your jeans off eBay. What's wrong with you? I got these from uh, Asda. <laughs> George. Yeah, a pair of George jeans. <laughs> oh, God. The t-shirt was from a charity shop. Yeah, other jeans are available, but please do not go on eBay to buy them. <laughs> and this t-shirt was from a charity shop and it cost me £2. Can't it was. Can't So this outfit has probably cost me, because I got the socks for free as a birthday present, Maybe eleven pound for a head. There you go. Oh no, hang on, I forgot the boxes as well. Probably fifteen pound for a t-shirt, jeans. Boxes four, your boxes were four pound. No, they were in a big pack. Yeah, so how many did you get in the pack? Oh, I don't know, all six. And like how much that. did it cost you four pound? Maybe six. I don't know. I bought them before we went to America, so. Oh, right. But what, like four years ago? Yeah. Yeah, it gives me new clothes. <laughs> I've been building. No. Yeah, I'm a Kickstarter or go fund me for Terry Peters to get it out. Terry Peters clothes fund. Join us next week for a shock on a budget with Terry Peters part two. 
But they get Chinny and Susanna out of the retirement or Gogwan or something. <laughs> Man needs all the help we can get. <laughs> Please, it's, it's Tan France now, come on. Yeah. Oh, sorry, on. Tan. Get, get me on Queer Eye. Who cares about Gokwan anymore? I would love to get you on Queer Eye. If we can arrange that. If any of the Queer Eye guys are listening, because I know the big Tan's a big wrestling fan, it's in the big show show. It was good, good show. We have, had, we have had listeners in Doncaster. So oh, I'm saying, putting two and two together, Tan fans listen to the show right now. Um, so Tan, please please help us uh, with our friend Terry Peters. I would love to see it. I would love to see him on Queer Eye. Not, for, not to see his house get kitted out, which he doesn't get enough credit for, because <laughs> he does a full room. Yeah, Bobby, is the, <laughs> he's, Bobby is the worst one. No, he's not. He's, he's the, the worst one. The, the, the chef, I'll get to who the worst one is in a minute. Right. I don't want to see Buddy Caramore. Try and, try and work out the minds of Terry Peters. <laughs> I'm, I'm not bothered about his new clothes or his new hair. What I want to see is that guy who can only make a cheese sandwich. What is he going to do with Buddy Peters who can't eat bread? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Anthony Patterson can't cook. Right? He's going to be like, oh, God. So, Terry, have you ever made a salad? It's going to say I would literally have a lettuce leaf with a bit of cheese and meat in it, wouldn't I? <laughs> well, that's it. And then he had the party. You have to make these little lettuce leaves. But my that's god, that episode where he's got that fireman guy and he just makes him like that salad that's just two bits of fruit. Oh, it's going ridiculous. on. It's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, it's got his own restaurant now in New York. What does he sell? Cheese sandwiches. sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> he made a cheese sandwich before. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what else annoys me? Like, the fact he's showing them to make a cheese sandwich and then when they have the party at the end, he like smiles the most and like, points at himself in front of everyone. Making, oh, look, look at that, he's, he's making a cheese sandwich. Yeah. But no, new, series, new series on Netflix out now, it's good. I'm, I'm, I'm halfway through it. Yeah, I need to watch it. So thank you, Tan, for listening. Right, that's enough for Terry Peters and his bloody <laughs> strange outfits. The reason we're all here is for the viewer vote, the winner of the viewer vote. Yeah. ECW, One Night Stand, 2005. Lou, had you seen it before? Yes, several times. <laughs> Was you, are you fun? Yeah, it's, it's all right. It, I actually enjoy. I, I did enjoy it, and as a standalone a nostalgia thing, yeah, I think, I think it was pretty good. It. Uh, I've just got a few issues with just wrestling fans after this show, but we'll get into it as the show goes on. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I've, I've got a great moment to pick out from a wrestling fan in the uh, oh. in the last match. No offense right. to the people listening. Sorry, so they're a different breed of cat. But, yeah. Oh, CW fans at times. <laughs> what do you want? Back in one. <laughs> there we go then. Say Peters. Have you obviously you'd seen the show before. Numerous as good times. as you remember. Yeah, to be fair, actually, I think now I've seen some more of the match, I probably appreciate some more than I did when I was younger. I do think there's a lot. There's one match in there in particular I don't actually remember being as good as what it what it seemed to be last night, which I'm quite excited to talk about actually. Although Joey Styles shits on it a little bit, so I'll pick up that point as well. Or shits on one person in particular. Mike, um, oh, yeah. It really, go, it really goes after little Guido, doesn't it? It's really <laughs> annoying. It's yeah, little, little, little Guido. Little Guido. He's not big Guido, but I do love little Guido. Uh, was, was it big, t- big time in my loop, wasn't it? Yeah, but he's not as big as big Guido. Big Guido's the big guy, you know. Oh, big Dick Dudley. He's big, <laughs> yeah, rest, rest, rest in peace. Right then, so... <laughs> Here we go. Easy W1, I stand 2005. So it's on the 12th of June at the uh, Hammerstein Ballroom in New York. Sellout crowd, 2,500 people. 
So, depending on what report you read, Tommy Dreamer was apparently in charge of organising the event, and Heyman didn't help till halfway through. So that was a bit... I think, did Dreamer not work already for WWE? Yeah, he's in the backstage right at this point, I think. I think Rob Van Dam was quite influential in it all. Well, apparently the story is, Money in the Bank wasn't going to be a title shot. It was going to be whatever you wanted, and RVD was going to win it and reset up ECW or something like that. Ah. So that's, I think that's how they got it. I mean, ECW it seems like it's been a, like gone for ages, but at this time it's only been gone. Was it five years? Two thousand? It should four, down, four and a half years, I think. Two thousand one, wasn't it? Yeah. Two thousand one, so four, four years. years so. <laughs> yeah, because they lost the brawl at Survivor Series. The brawl took it all. That's <laughs> Stephanie McMahon. Yeah, suddenly Stephanie McMahon went out of business. Yeah, it's sad. Right. Yeah. So there we go. So it's not even been gone that long, but the, obviously the appetite was was huge for it. And it was good because they couldn't have done any later. It's like, look at some of these bloody wrestlers on the show anyway. They were lasting like another year or two. They need to do it now. Yeah, I'm yeah. always surprised they haven't done a WCW return. I think it was... I thought about this at the time when people were clamoring for it. And I think WCW wasn't that different to... WWE. It's WWE. Yeah, it's kind of a big thing. Like Half the people weren't there anyway. Half the people in WCW have kind of been and gone. Or oh, the big stars. We're already establishing a WWF anyway. Say, yeah, the just thing, think, maybe if they'd done a Starcade or something. I don't know, but yeah. the thing is, who, would you get, who would you get, though? You'd, you'd have Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, Hulk Hogan, obviously you get yeah. Sting, Gold. That, that's right? it, these, these guys have been and gone already. already. Yeah. yeah, they've been and gone. Yeah. It's kind of, um, it would and be, it's I all, mean, obviously it's, it's too it's late. We've got one every Wednesday now, haven't we, on uh, AEW Dynamite. <laughs> leave it. We used to talk about ECW, leave it. Yeah, I just think it would have been Fucking interesting. I think. Could have just styled it like it. Could have got Tony Schiavone out of retirement. You know I mean, yeah, they could, they could have done something like that, couldn't they? Yeah, that'd be good. That one, they do it like every <laughs> copy with every race. It happens. Yeah. <laughs> Leave you, it. Right, bash, moving on. Bash Leave it. Bringing a TV championship or something like that. Yeah. And then maybe the wrestlers could book the show themselves. And put themselves the top guys. Yeah. And make them make win every match. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and then but, you could get some like big stars who weren't really doing it at WWE. And then just kind of, you know, make it seem like a big deal when he moved across. Maybe they could do that as well. Yeah, yeah. Good yeah. put them on top. <laughs> Leave it. Fucking Luke Cap in a main event. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> we'll get on to them at some point when they stop charging 40 quid for the pay-per-views on Fight TV. So we start with a massive ECW chant. So that's the first thing you see. They show the ring. They show the Hammerstein Ballroom. A huge ECW chant. Uh, you, you don't normally hear wrestling fans do that. So that was exciting and different as well. What is up with you today? I was just in a cynical mood, you know. <laughs> Christ. Different, man. Meant something now, though, at this point. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so Joey Styles comes out, he does a promo, does an initial, oh my God. He uh, introduces Mick Foley from the Journeyman commentary. A tearful, uh, a tearful Joey Styles. Big deal for him, wasn't it? Was yeah, he, he was just... commentating on WWE, wasn't he, at this point? No, no, at this point. They brought him back for this. Because oh, um, right the, the backup plan was to just get if he wasn't going to come in, they were just going to get Jim Ross to do it. Because oh, um, Heyman yeah. just said like he's got enough respect for the fans to do it if they couldn't get Joey Styles. So yeah. it was going to be Jim Ross, wasn't them um, if they couldn't get Joey yeah. Styles in. All right, you but um, about that being Jim Ross, Ross. Why would I know about that? Jim Ross. <laughs> Ridiculous. Right. <laughs> <laughs> So maybe you would have thought about it. Yeah, yeah, we have the same name. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, so you should know about it. Yeah, yeah. Cool, Absolutely ridiculous. 
Set your headband off. No. <laughs> no. God, no, can I get through no. this? We, no, we start, we start start What's going on here? Go on, then. Bloody yeah. absolute shambles, you two. So he introduces Mick Foley, who's going to do a commentary, uh, and it interestingly comes out to his character Jack Finchon, which is, I guess, the one he used in, in ECW at the time. And then we go into the classic ECW opening, which did definitely used for the shows a year after, didn't they? It's the same... I do so like this. The, we, the actual ECW we, theme was became Paul Heyman's theme, didn't it? And then either yeah. the Let the Body Sit the Floor was the oh. ECW show. Oh. Yeah. Until uh, until the Ben Watch and the sacked off. Yeah, I can't really. Help. Well, well, we'll get into some yeah. of that. <laughs> so we've got the first match. We've got Lance Storm, who comes out with Dawn Marie. He's going to be taking on Chris Jericho. They show some clips of the, the Impact players were just incredible. A bit of a... This is what's going to happen later on. <laughs> Interestingly, Jericho comes out in his Lionheart gear, sort of playing up to the ECW crowd. This would be Lance Storm's last show for WWE. I think he left like a month later, went mm-hmm. on the Indies. Also, Dawn Marie, she left in there. So this was in June. She left in July and was apparently released while she was on maternity leave. <laughs> she was pregnant, which is, <laughs> doesn't not- look it's not, not like the first time. Degree, does it? Not didn't the first that, didn't time that happen this year? Maurice. Know, no, not Maurice. Maria. They've done yeah. it with Karma, who was awesome Kong. Yeah, but I think she asked for a release. That was different, wasn't it? That one. Uh, did she? I don't know. Yeah, I just I know so, that she got yeah. released while whilst on the ten. I, I yeah. think they've done it to somebody else as well, but I can't think who. Papa Shango. No. Papa Shango, to my knowledge, has never been pregnant. Yeah, it's a big shock. Oh, would be a shock. Yeah. <laughs> Why is it we get get your head on? Even Jericho, uh, Jericho left in August, so he wasn't there much longer after this. I forgot he had his hair that short at this point. Mm. That this was about the time when he feuded with Cena, I think. Just after sort of Judgment yeah, Day five, like come on, which was coming at the yeah. And then he went, and I think he released another album. Yeah, I was going to say, usually when he left WWE, it was to go tall, wasn't it? And then He was gone for uh, two years. and that, Was it the cold breaker thing when he came back? Yeah, because he had the short hair. He had the short hair, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. That was a fantastic return out of him. Great stuff. I like that, the, the vignettes yeah. for that, with all the, the code and stuff. Yeah, and people were trying to decipher it for ages. To the point where I'd convinced myself it was Big Show. Big Show? The code. The code led to Big Show at the time. Really did. Go, go and look back at it. <laughs> Big show. Well, I'm sure we'll do Jericho. I wrote a full, I wrote a full article on it on WrestleZone. Like, oh, well, how long is this now? Like, 14 years ago. But yeah, it was dead if certain. You can it was find that, if you can find that article, get it shared. I'm intrigued I to read it. Get it yeah, shared on it, our socials. It was, all, the, all the videos led to it. There were some people coming to it was Billy Gunn as well. That would have been wrong. Um, there was something to do with a triple threat at WrestleMania or something. But I, apparently, in the end, the code meant nothing, Jericho said. So people were reading into it. Didn't actually mean anything, but... Just it was just a way to sort of do. Oh, it was brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. You, you find that article and share it on the socials. Yeah. It, it'd be all over our socials if you can find it. I'll see yeah. if I can find it. I don't think I will. I don't think that website's up and running anymore. But maybe you never know. So Lance Storm versus Chris Jericho. It only goes seven minutes. Good way to start it off. Deserve. Was it? I I've got a big issue. I've got a big issue with this straight off the bat. What's your big issue? ECW reunion. Where's the rat tail, Lance Storm? <laughs> <laughs> On the back of my head. Not there. <laughs> yeah, it's isn't there, is it? Ah, oh, outrageous. Can't continue. <laughs> so no rat tail from Lance Storm. There's a huge Chris Candido chant uh, almost immediately. 
he passed away in April, April 28th of this year. So it was that a month. He was tag champion with Storm at one point. There was some good moves in this. There was like a drop kick to the back of Storm's head as he comes oh, off the top row. Yeah, that was my favourite spot of the match. I mean, it looked horrendous. And then we had Walls of Jericho. Dom Marie obviously distracts. I like the um, I liked it when he did the the lion salt and then sort of turned it into the Walls of Jericho. Yeah, I he was good Jericho good. at this point. And we've got a run-in from Jason and Just Incredible. So obviously they're the, the impact players. Uh, Lance Storm wins it after a Singapore cane shot to the head of Jericho from Just Incredible. Seven minutes. Lou, apart from the rat tail, did you enjoy the opening match? I did. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. That, that, that spot with the whole um, the drop kick to the back was my favourite spot. It looked incredible, didn't it? Yeah, I thought the ending was a bit weird to have like a... I, I guess because Jericho was still a big WWE sign, he's feuding with Cena. He could lose clean to Lansdowne. I just thought they would have put Jericho over. Yeah, but it was a bit... I don't know, it's just a bit strange to turn heel on your last match. It felt a bit weird, but it was in the big show. But then it, it was classic ECW, wasn't it? Yeah, I quite enjoyed it. It, it, did, remi- it did remind you, because I think Foley mentions it as well. It's like, look, it's all not just blood and guts here. There is some of like actual technical wrestling. Yeah, um, so I really enjoyed it. And I did enjoy the throughout the show as well, and it started in this match. Was like the little nostalgia packages that kind of went on as yeah. the show went on. You know, it kind of showed you a bit of the history of um, ECW. Reminded me a lot of when Wilder Spark came back on ITV, which I know yeah. was awful in terms of <laughs> this compared to this show. We might cover it at Christmas, you never know. Like in between the matches, they were showing like the the history behind it as well, and I kind of liked it. It was like, you know, I preferred ECW One Night Stand 2006. But that was like this 2005 was like the last chapter of the original ECW, and the next one was the first chapter of the new ECW, which okay turned out to be a shitbag, but it was a good open chapter. Yeah. But yeah, I, I so I really enjoyed that side of things really, just kind of showing you a bit of the history because there would have been a lot of people, and there probably still is now who you know they've heard ECW, I think it's cool, but don't actually know what it's about. So it was nice to, to introduce the casual WWE fans who've ever tuned in. Um, just to see what it's about, to actually introduce them to ECW. Yeah, I thought it was the, the full show as a whole was a good way to cap off ECW. Terry Peters, did you enjoy the opening match? Yeah, I thought it was a strong opening, like Mick Foley alluded to. It's not just wooden guts, you do get some good wrestling. And I think these two work really well. And I, I liked as well when Don Marie caused a distraction on the side when Lance Storm was tapping out just before the Impact players came in. But I And I liked as well at the start, sort of the the handshake of respect because it just it it makes the event sort of start off meaning something as well like it actually means something to those two as as individuals and i did hear a fuck off cena chant as well which now now you've mentioned about the rivalry of cena make sort of makes sense a bit more because obviously he's the ultimate anti ecw isn't he yeah, because none of these matches that we're going to sing even got pushed on WWE TV. I don't think. I think it was just. Though. I think they all, they all got announced, but there was no. There was more building the angle, which we'll get to later on. So that was there. Uh, yeah, a good way to open the show. We then go on to uh, Styles and, and Foley. Uh, they're talking about the impending invaders from WWE anti ECW Crusaders. They get called, and we'll get we'll get into them later on. And then we see. Pitbull Gary Wolf, who sort of introduces a, a memorial to all the sort of ECW alumni who are unfortunately no longer with us. Rocco Rock, Terry Gordy, Mike Lockwood, the original Sheik, Mike Lazansky, 
the other Pitbull, Anthony Durant, uh, Big Dick Dudley, and of course Chris Candido, who died just a month before. I noticed in that package that a lot of them were quite young. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say that. It's Some a star of the commander, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's a star commander of how, how bad it was like in the, in the 90s and 70s. When you think, when you think like Crash, Crash Hollywood, like, I think he was only about 32 at the time. Yeah. And I think Pitbull, not the other Pitbull, he was, he was really young. I think he was only about 36. Candino, he was really young, but I think he had, comp- I think he got some sort of infection from surgery, so I think he. I think he had a head injury or something, didn't he, Chris Candido? I'm not sure. I, I think it was some sort of injury that then sort of got worse and obviously, unfortunately passed away from. But it did stick out as to how young people were actually were. For me, the upsetting thing watching this was, um, I've got obviously all them wrestlers have died, but if they did another one now there's a lot more wrestlers who wrestled on this pay-per-view and unfortunately yeah. no longer with us yeah but it's just yeah i mean it's a nice thing to do i think, I it, think it had to be done didn't it yeah i think i think you have to acknowledge the work that they've done in ecw and for sort of this closing this final close of ecw you've got to acknowledge the work that they did yeah i thought it was tastefully done we then move on to international three-way dance so three-way dance to non-ecw fans is a triple threat match but it's elimination uh, we have got yoshihiro tajiri he's coming out with mike whitrick and sinister minister um Who's, he'll be taking uh, on he's james storm isn't he in tna he's abyss's manager the sinister, sinister minister uh, not james storm <laughs> not james, storm. Storm, james mitchell james mitchell <laughs> I don't know where James Storm came from. Cowboy James Storm. <laughs> oh, my God, imagine. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Oh, ridiculous. <laughs> They're taking on Little Guido, and he's going to come out with football the Italians, the FBI. So we've got Tony Mamalu, Tracy Smothers, JT Smith, and Big Guido. And the last member is, well, last person in the match is Super Crazy. He comes out on his own. Oh, no. <laughs> hard, hard done by, wasn't he? Where was Hooventood? Was he went was on it, the show, was, was he? It, was he ECW? Was he not one of the ones who got poached by WCW on the cru- um, cruise works? I don't know. He was definitely in. He was definitely in um, WCW, wasn't he? And WCW. Yeah. WCW. He was in the. What was the? Yeah. the what Just was that, the stable they had in WWE? Mexico. 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 Yeah, but maybe you know, maybe if they're gonna do that, they should maybe put like um, Super Crazy out first because he just looked really sad on his own. Whatever else would come out with like a big gang of friends. Yeah, a lot of managers on this show. A lot, but I think they're just trying to get as many people on as they could. Yeah, they? maybe it's yeah. just like an extreme battle or else, isn't it? Yeah, well, yeah, maybe they almost had that at the end, but we'll get yeah. to that. Yeah, pretty much straight away to ECW, the FBI getting involved. They're uh, they're all fighting in the crowd. It's an absolutely well crazy, super crazy moonsault from the balcony onto all the members of the FBI. That, that's just mad. It look his, his moonsault is beautiful. Oh, it's smooth, isn't it? It was, it was spectacular, actually, that, to be fair. So that everyone, they, that, that happens, and then they're back in the ring. Everyone's getting involved again, because this is, it's only got six minutes, but it's absolute chaos for six minutes. <laughs> is that all it went? It felt as though it went longer than no, that. No, six minutes it went. I think Tajiri was on top of Big Guido, and he does the green mist onto Little Guido. Little Guido is then hit with a whippersnapper from Michael Whitrick, which basically stole her off the top rope, isn't it? He's eliminated by Tajiri. They're fighting for a bit longer. Super Crazy is going to do his sort of patented triple moonsault, where he does a moonsault of every rope of the... But every every rope, so the bottom rope, the rope, top rope. Yeah. That's the word it, it's quite innovative. You don't see that I, happening. I like that. I thought it was a good good idea, good spot. 
He's in the middle of that. Mikey Whitbread gets involved again, finishes, doesn't let him do it, but Super Crazy eventually finishes it off and he wins via pinfall. Six minutes. Absolute crazy six minutes. There's too much to even write down <laughs> all the people who got involved. Just, hey, Peters, I've did you enjoy the match? Quick, I've got a quick question for you. Is it, what do you make of the concept of a three-way dance? I, I, don't, think fans, I don't think the fans got it, though, because I think there was, a, there was such a massive pop for the first pinfall. And everyone yeah. seemed slightly confused that the second one went on. That's how they worked in, in ECW before, though. Yeah. That's how they always did. Yeah, yeah, which is annoying because I think people say they watch ECW, but they don't always. Yeah. So. Mm. No, I, I think the concept... I, I like it, the fact that it has to give you a definitive winner. It depends what the storyline is, really. You can't obviously you can't protect someone. Like just thinking like NXT in your house that you've both seen it, right? I I'm haven't not, seen it, but I'm I have. I mean, I bothered. You can watch it. So obviously, like they protected Charlotte by not having to get pinned. Um, yeah, yeah. But you'd, you'd you'd have to get pinned. So I guess like yeah, I don't mind. It's the same with elimination ones in general, and it it's good. But sometimes like for storyline purposes, it doesn't put the champion in as much jeopardy. Mm-hmm. If you have a fatal four-way match where you have to get pinned to lose it, then you don't really have that thing of like oh he's only got a twenty-five percent of return. And, yeah. So yeah, it depends what the storyline is really. I don't mind either way, but I think it needs to be clear. They need, maybe need to say elimination now because it did seem that the fans were quite confused. There was such a massive pop for that first pin. I would like, agree oh. with that. Carry on. Yeah, I think I think you probably the nail on the head there. People say the fans or something, but actually got no idea what it is. Well, I'm not saying they have no idea, but I'm saying like it's it, it was fans, a niche but... product. It is a niche product, isn't it? It's like yeah, you know, it's why I get annoyed at wrestling fans now. Where it's like. You know, everyone says that New Japan's the best wrestler in the world, but not as many people are watching it. That's just a fact. So it's like, you know, we were there at WrestleMania 34 where AJ Styles and Nakamura had that match, and people just didn't get it, really. Mm. So, yeah, and I'm not saying it's bad, because, you know, we went to New Japan shows, and I absolutely bloody loved it, but it doesn't always translate to the mainstream, and I think it's a bit of the same with ECW. Like, it's the legend is, is famous, but maybe not the actual product itself. Well, I think somebody said that. Someone of the Ryzen, I think it might have been Ryzenfall, was another thing I was listening to, and they just stuck a hardcore show isn't it's like doable for mainstream yeah people don't want to see it i don't think i i well now i don't think companies really want to show it either do they but at this time as well um when obviously the world was a completely different place in those terms of tv but even then if they're not putting it on tv it certainly won't get a look in now i just don't think it would have worked as a main show because the whole thing about you see the wheels that was underground and if they suddenly become the guy, it's like when you want the baby face to be pushed as to win the title as the underdog, they win it, they win it, and then what do they do? Yeah. Yeah. So, but that was the triple threat. Lou, did you enjoy the triple threat? I did. I I absolutely that that moonsault off the balcony was picturesque, dangerous and senseless, but picturesque. <laughs> the thing the thing is though, as well, I I picked up this. That, these three guys as well were quite underused by WWE, and it just shows what they can actually do. To me, yeah. to me but apparently Heyman wanted to push um, Guido Nunzi, as he was called in WWE. Apparently Heyman wanted to push him, but not not big sweaty six foot two. I, I get that, but you've got to be if you're going to be a cruiserweight who gets pushed to the top, you've got to be pretty special. And as much as I like little Guido slash Nunzio, he's not as he. I mean, can he can he cut a promo? Because that's that's what it'll come down to. Hey, I don't know. I've never heard of Zero Promo. I don't think he was, was he ever given the time though. That's the other thing, wasn't it? I don't. Again, W is a totally different landscape back here, isn't it? Nowadays, he might have got a look in, certainly for an IC or US title. I just, I think you have to be a. As pe- people say, size doesn't matter, but it does matter. 
I think it's more just you got to be able to build a story. This this show is good, but there's no it's a standalone. There's no story, so it's yeah. like people if are going to be hot for it. If you can't cut a promo in WWE, you you haven't got much of a chance. Look at Bobby Lashley. See, I don't think Bobby Lashley needs to cut promos. Though. He's, he's, he's doing no, some I mean, of the best work of his life at the moment. No, but I mean, his first run, he tried to cut promos and they were terrible. Yeah, right, well, I think it's when they point out how terrible his promos were. Cause yeah. his, his entrance video used to say hard hit and soft spoken. Soft spoken, yeah. Yeah, because well, yeah. Yeah, that's going to make you look intimidating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so just don't, like, you know, acknowledging the problem isn't the same as fixing it, is it? No, it just goes, oh, yeah, we. we <laughs> yeah. I don't know. He's hard, but he's a nice lad. Right. <laughs> Do you know what annoyed me about Lashley's initial run? He once came out in these horrendous, bright blue Adidas tracksuit bombs with orange stripes right down the side. So I just looked at him thinking, who has bought them? Well, hang on a minute. What? Blue with orange stripes down the side? Yeah. Well. Can I wear today? <laughs> They're Nicks. I can't okay, see the yeah. stripes. There's orange stripes down the side. Blue. Oh no, they were worse than that. They were yeah. like, do you remember yeah. the um? Did he all like a Terry's chocolate orange wrapper? Yeah, do you remember the old like feel of poppers? I'm pretty sure they were poppers as well. <laughs> Stuff. Well, that's because he can get his through his lesson boots. Well, well, it just looked ridiculous, and I want the fan of it. Oh, well, I think blue and orange is a good color scheme. Right. right. Well, there you go. Then you would have enjoyed it, haven't it? So after that match, where. Super Crazy was the winner. We go on to another video package. This time it's all sort of early ECW footage showing some of the the highlights of ECW's initial run. So we've got things like Terry Funk getting all the chairs thrown at him in the ring. Of course, I don't know who Funk. was laid down on the floor. No, I'm not sure, but of course Terry Funk was in in the ring when all the chairs were getting chucked in. And then his second appearance is peak Terry Funk as well. And we've also got a public enemy invited all the fans onto the ring and it collapsed, which is an absolutely great. Iconic ECW moment. Interesting. Terry Funk wasn't on this show, was he? Interesting. No, he went to um, Hardcore Homecoming and said no. Yeah, which was there uh, three days before. It was a documentary weird... and he, I can't what he said now, but he basically said like he was going to get less money, but he thought that was the one that was more true to Funny. ECW spirit, yeah. Because it was in the Philadelphia arena, wasn't it? Right. So instead he um, came back in 2006 and had that Yeah, but I think they used to be arena. I think Foley, not Foley, Paul Heyman had said that because they'd, they'd renovated it, it didn't look anything like it. Like what well, it used to look like when they had shows in there. Whereas the Hammerstein Ballroom was mm. exactly the same as when they used to run shows in there, which is why they went for that one instead of moving it to Philly. Right. I guess that makes sense. But yeah, weird how they both ran them at the same time. I think that was the other one was in the response to this one. Right. It was basically the, the, the wrestlers who I mean, WWE didn't like or they didn't like WWE. Right, I imagine it's a very because it, thing. Shane, Shane Douglas headed it up. Because he Shane Douglas was in, was in one of the matches. I think, I'll I think it was Jeremy Barash as well. Yes, yes, it was. Yeah. I, I think it's probably one of them things that similar to WrestleMania it. weekend, where all the companies just go to wherever WrestleMania is being held and run a load of shows. I imagine it was something very similar to that because yeah, it's the whipping up the interest. Because yeah. it, was this not in response to the DVD being released? Yes, The Rise and Fall, which is, I don't know if you two have seen it, but it's a really good DVD. Oh, I've got it, yes. I've really, seen it. Really oh, good. I've seen it six or seven times on the network. It's the first thing I've watched on the network. Really good. Yeah, I don't DVD, actually. Right, then, we go on. Speaking of uh, Mexicans and Mexicals, we've got Psychosis against Rey Mysterio Jr., who, in the initial run of ECW, had a ridiculous rivalry, which then went into WCW. And weirdly, Psychosis is wearing his mask. Just takes it off. 
Why? <laughs> what is the point? Yeah, I didn't get this. So this no, whole was just ruined for, for, for one for the family action too because it's stupid shit. I just no one cares psychosis. Like literally, no one cares. Just do what you're doing when you're in ECW. If you had a mask on, then leave your leave mask on. on. Yeah. If you didn't have one, like don't wear one. Like nobody cares. It's not the, about you. The commentary team was like real confused because yeah. there was like saying it's the first time he's not had a mask on and then Fuller was like, well, no, that's not Joseph Wrestling's WWE without a mask on. And then Joe Styles was just like sort of backtracking to it. What's the first time he's ever come to the ring and took his mask off? Yeah, like why is it a big moment? Like nobody, nobody cares. But yeah, uh, interestingly pronounced C-curses in Spanish. Uh, it's uh, which translated, words, though, yeah, it? which translated into English is, uh, is yes curses. Uh, it's, well, it's, it's spelled that's, as well. I fell for that then. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Absolutely ridiculous. It's it spelled uh, P S I C O S I S as well, isn't it? Like you say, so it is a different spell. It is in Spanish, yeah. But he does sometimes wrestle as a P S Y C H. Right. He's against Real Mysterio Jr., who didn't, compared to his 2006 show, he didn't come out in any of his old ECW gear. He came out WWE. Like 2006 when he wears the sort of thin tights rather than yeah. his baggy ones. He has ECW on the back of his mask. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. He's actually a bit of a bigger deal in 2005, uh, 2006 sorry, than what he was here. Well, though, he, went, he went in as well, champion, didn't he? Yeah. But I, I no, it's probably 2006 because he got such a bad reaction this time. Yeah. Like they just they booed his 6 or 9 for some reason. And I know, I know he didn't do any ECW, but you know what I mean? Like, no one cares. Like, and this is another thing, right? This anti-WWE sentiment with wrestling fans does my head in anywhere. Because we all go to WrestleMania, and the only reason we got into wrestling is because of WWE, let's be honest. And also, I'm not being funny, this is the fucking WWE production. Yeah, be, gra- yeah. be grateful. Get over yourselves. So this was the fact, this was the match where I was like, the fans are just really annoying. Just start getting on my nerves in this match, to be honest. Yeah. So what, do you, what do you want? What do you want? Andrew Styles got a move wrong. What did he get wrong? He called the Frank, like, you know, his Frankenstein, I think, the West Coast pop. What's the West Coast pop? Just to see it sends on. Yeah, it's the thing, you know, he jumps off the ropes. But he called, like, the Frankenstein where he sort of flips back. I thought that was the West Coast pop. I thought the West Coast pop was the one off the ropes. Or in WE, it certainly is the one off the ropes, anyway. That was off the ropes? No, because he, he turned it over. The West Coast pops the seat. He sends someone laying on the ground and he splits his legs and lands on I'm him. pretty sure when he wins the title against Randy Orton. I could be wrong. I, I, always, I, always thought, I always thought the other one was the West Coast pop. No idea. No idea. I thought it was a machine. It's just the, whatever move he does after the... Right. After okay. the six one nine. Fair enough. Which is now just splashing it. Makes no sense. Yeah. So what's the um, what's the mission driver then? Whatever Michael Cole thinks of Any, anything <laughs> where you get lifted off the ground yeah. to Michael Cole's a mission Uncle driver. Either that or a Luba kick. Yeah. <laughs> or Blue Thunder Bomb as well. He likes that one, doesn't he? Oh, Christ. Right. You're not one's called a Blue Thunder Bomb the Mission Uncle Driver. I think so, yeah. Oh what a maneuver. Mission Uncle Driver, any other new? I don't know what it is. Is it the same as the Baron Hammer? I, I mean, literally, we could be here all day discussing what moves the card what yeah. under the same thing. Right, there's actually some decent spots in this match. Um, says the guy started. Anyway, right. Well, don't blame it. Well, five yeah. minutes ago, it's like, oh, actually, Joey Styles got this move wrong. You know, like, <laughs> now he's like, actually, whatever. Like, we could, oh. <laughs> yeah, because he got it wrong. That's why. <laughs> yeah. Right, Ed Van staying on. Okay, he's taking it off. These only go six minutes as well. That goes to Zimmer Mysterio. A bit sort of, it, well, it wasn't very smooth, was it? I don't think this match, it, but that wasn't my favourite. There's a really, really nice guillotine leg drop from the top rope to the guardrail from Psychosis. Yeah, 
And I did love it as well when Psychos is he goes like a spear and he goes into the ring post and somehow ends up in the crowd. Yeah, that, that was weird. Which is great. Rey Mysterio then hit, after so after that, Rey Mysterio then hits a sent on into the crowd from the sort of springboard. West Coast pop. <laughs> West Coast pop. He hits a six one nine and a West Coast pop. Rey Mysterio wins. Lou, did you enjoy? Yeah, it was all right. I thought. I think you know we said it once smooth. I think they, they probably were just put, put off a bit by the crowd reaction because they just did yeah. everything. And obviously, at this point, were they? Oh no, it came after. It was after this one. The 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 WWE wrestlers came in. It was another match that that ruined. But yeah, I, I don't know. It was just it was what it was. Wasn't it? it was a classic two or five live match kind of thing, really. Yeah, it it was good. I just I could have done without the whole psychosis mask thing because I didn't get it. I don't think anyone did really. It was just it made it more confusing. Yeah, which is yeah, bad. It, it, it wasn't then, needed, was it? Yeah, the Rey Mysterio, the, the reactions to Rey Mysterio just doing a move was just a bit uh, for me. Yeah, what, yeah. What was his finish in ECW? Do you, do you know? I don't know. I don't think he had necessarily had one, did he? it? Was yeah, just, wonder, like you say, I wonder if he had one. I think they were doing it just because it was a WWE move, but yeah. even so, like, why? So he came so out to who was that jumping out of the sky as well, didn't he? Did yeah. was that on the show? Yeah. Oh, was that edited? Was that actually why he came out on the show? I don't know. Well, on the edit, well, whatever. That we was his music at the time, though. Yeah, because I know that Jericho's I'm sure was just dubbed in for this. Well, was it really? Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, six minutes. Peters, did you enjoy the Luchadors? Um, yeah, I did, but I thought Psychosis was a weird character in this. I just thought he was odd. And I wouldn't necessarily... I know they've obviously had a rivalry in ECW previously, but I wouldn't have said it really needed to carry on here. The wet, it was a massive star, though, in ECW. I think yeah. they had a bad for the year in the 95 or something. Right. I, do, I don't know. Maybe I just felt that you had all the other, you had all that talent in the match previous. Maybe you could have done something, maybe putting all five of them together rather than splitting it into two matches. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm guessing this because of It'll the be because of, It will be because of that. Yeah. I don't know. But like I say as well, the mass thing's just very... Very uh, weird, weird, but the rotation that Rey Mysterio gets from that guillotine leg drop off the barrier is insane. It was incredible, wasn't it? Absolutely yeah. incredible. And as well, when he does the sent on into the crowd as well. Yeah. That I thought because that's going to be some distance as well, and it's to just bring all that work. It's better than you think, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Than you think. Like if I tried that, well, I mean, I'd probably get about an inch in the air and. Need, and, that's what we need to see. An inch off the 10 buckle as well. We're going very far, that's for sure. Let us know if you want to see Terry Peters do a sent on into the crowd. <laughs> oh, we've done a Twitter part on it, and they 100% yes, they want to see that yeah. on, the YouTube, <laughs> on the YouTube channel. Let's get right it. Yeah. Now. I did think uh, Psychosis jumping into the crowd after hitting his shoulder into the ring post was weird. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. <laughs> it was just weird because that's what set the spot up. I'd rather a Rey Mysterio, you know, just done like a drop kick, and that's how he ended up in there. I love, I love absolutely ridiculous things like that. I've never, I've never seen it. I've seen it since. Someone who hit the ring post and end up in the crowd. <laughs> Lovely stuff. So just what you was alluding to there, though, after this match, or while Rey Mysterio is celebrating, the SmackDown wrestlers arrive. The first lot of the anti-ECW Crusaders we've got Kurt Angle uh, JBL interestingly the only one not wearing a Smackdown top yeah, he's, he's not that sort of guy is he oh we've got uh, a blue tie on there, can I? You yeah. a blue, blue tie, tie yeah. Yeah. yeah but we'll get to the, the greatest insult of all time <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> We've got Carlitos there. The Bashams. Everyone forget about the Bashams. Orlando Jordan. I'm sure there were some others. Like... Matt Morgan was there. I wonder if that's who you were alluding to before we came on earlier. Oh, no, you weren't. No, a guy like Austin. Austin. Yeah, yeah, Austin. Austin. I couldn't remember. Yeah, no, I couldn't remember who you were on about. But, yeah. There's a guy like Austin. I'm sure I saw him like, briefly. I don't know. I might not have done. So they were all stood there on the balcony getting led through by security. It's not an intimidating bunch, is it, really, apart from Kurt Angle and JBL? Yeah. Angle's right up for this one, eh? Angle, either the eights, he's either the eights, it though, doesn't he? Yeah. This, year, this year he did. Oh, yeah. I was <laughs> going to say, well, where he ended up in yeah. two years is a bit. Well, if you believe your parts, he was not happy about going the year after. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think Angle thought he was being punished when he got put in ECW. Yeah. He was like, why? Why, why are you sending me to ECW? What have I done wrong? I know. And then, like, if he had up in Blue TNA. Well, yeah. For longer than he was in WWE. I know, it's mad that. I think it's what crazy. We, what we need to do is, as well, at the end of this, decide who had the better set of Crusaders, Raw or SmackDown, because I definitely know who I think has got the better one. Right, we'll do that. When I in, when we do the Raw Crusaders finally get there, we'll we'll, we'll do a poll, see who wins. Oh, well, we? Because Kofi's got two votes. No. <laughs> no. He gets but, minus one vote for wearing that bloody headband. <laughs> Reasonable. <laughs> So the SmackDown wrestlers have just come in. Joyce Dallas is that sick of seeing the SmackDown wrestlers, SmackDown Crusaders, sorry, I should call them. He says, show something else. So they show another uh, ECW Classic Moments video. Notable ones in this is the Sabo Netbreak, which they show too many times. <laughs> Was it about three times he showed it? Yeah. It's not one of the videos. Is that actually an ECW show where they put the white line down there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Again, no, that's a classic ECW moment, though, isn't it? So. Yeah. They also show Lawless Invasion, which has the best line ever. Where he's building, just hollers should be made out of toilet paper because I'd seen nothing but shit. <laughs> Did you know? Well, you might know. Lawless, I think he hits Dreamer in the nuts with a kendo stick. It hits him that hard, he actually knocks him out. Yeah, it was Jim Cornette's rocket huh. that woke him back up. Yeah. Apparently he's bollocks. Imagine that. Imagine <laughs> hitting the nuts that hard with Apparently a kendo Apparently it was because as well his bollocks were just filling with blood, and that's why. And Cornette hitting him on the back ruptured the testicle or something like that. Yeah. Oh God, no, I did not know that. Yeah, imagine being hit that yeah. hard in the nose that like, knocks you out. I start to feel painful now. Just thinking about it. <laughs> Still got twins, aren't he? So, well, yeah, yeah, doing all right, you know. <laughs> so that happens. They show the video package. Um, Joey Styles will be a bit upset because we go right back to the SmackDown Crusaders. <laughs> but this time, Joel Gertner's there. And he gets a big pop, Joe Gettner. <laughs> he, he's a weird character. He's just immediately beat up by Angle and JBL. JBL, JBL's right up for it, and he just. Yeah. I don't know. Chip on his shoulder, yeah. I don't know which bit it is, but you've missed out my favorite JBL line ever. Of this will be coming up because it's the promo. Oh right, yeah. I'll wait then. I'll wait. I, I couldn't remember if it was before or after the package, but. So, you know which line I'm on about. Right. Joe Gettner's got, obviously, had a microphone. He's been beaten up by Angle and JBL. Angle grabs the microphone. Um, all the crowd are shouting, you said dick at him. <laughs> Angle thinks, oh, I'll, be, I'll be, like, do a rebound to this and retort. And he says, it's only because your mother taught me how. It's <laughs> <laughs> cool. Is Classic that playground. <laughs> Classic playground stuff. So Angle does that with his normal promo, saying they're all scum. And the last time he was at ECW, he walked out halfway, which is actually true, isn't it? Yeah. The old hanging incident. Imagine that. Imagine if Angle went to ECW first. He said he was going to sue him, didn't he, if he was shown on TV as well. I yeah. Look, oh, really crucifying Sandman. Was it Sandman or crucifying or something? Crucified Sandman, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. 
I think even Stephen Richards who was part of like who was doing it. Like said somebody as they're doing it is like, what are we doing? And some another another cross. But then you know, WWF did it, didn't they? But just not on no, the cross. No, that was a symbol. That was a symbol. Sorry, sorry. Symbol. I just think I think was this after Angle had already he'd gone to WWF and and said nobody can pin me. Oh, I can't lose or something, didn't he? Yeah, that was one of the first things they said, wasn't it? Yeah. And then they laughed him out, and then did he go to ECW after that? And then went back to WWF? I think so, yeah. I think, no, I think it was a long time where he just didn't, he wasn't interested in wrestling at all, was he? And then he looked at, he watched Raw, and thought, actually, no, this is quite good. He, he was, like a pundit, like a sportscaster or something, but apparently he wasn't. Yeah, really because apparently WWF tried to sign him immediately after he won the gold medal. But was it 96? 96. Yeah. But he, he didn't, didn't really he didn't actually like sign until like 98 and then he didn't get on TV until like 99, 2000. Yeah. I just think it'd be weird if Angle was in. Well, you, would, like, you know, in the nicest possible way, we wouldn't have heard of him. Yeah, unless he'd have been like RVD or he'd have yeah. gone to WCW. If he'd have been that good, he'd have gone to WCW straight after, wouldn't he? Yeah. But I don't think he'd have had the same career he did. No. No. He does credit Tom Pritchard, doesn't he, for teaching him how to wrestle, so... Yeah, that's it. We didn't ever learn ECW, really. Or to the same level. Yeah. So he's doing his, his promo, and then JBL gets the microphone. He's absolutely nuclear heat. He's proper fired up for this, and, you know, he could, maybe goes a bit too far, and <laughs> as we'll get to. Peters, what's your favourite line? In between your porn sites at your mommy's house, and he, you email your friend saying I'm hardcore, and they email you back saying no, I'm hardcore. Just <laughs> incredible. You can just imagine somebody sat in the mum's spare room, wanking into a sock, right. <laughs> emailing the friend saying that. Why'd you do it? I don't know. It was a bit weird, really. No, why? why? <laughs> Is this Peter's in 2005? So yeah, immediately after they did that, they put the jeans on eBay and uh... <laughs> with a used tissue in the. Ah, oh, that's what the used tissue was from. What did you think the used tissue was from? Maybe a snoz, a nose. <laughs> yeah, bloody hell. Yeah, I get that. JBL is. I think this, at this point he says, um, "You can put his name on Madison Square Gardens and it immediately sells out." It's a bit rich from JBL. Yeah, that, that that's a bit too. And well, then the thing about JBL, he doesn't know how to draw heat. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's, got, he's not scared of getting heat, is he? No. Well, neither was Angle at this point, because Angle was just, you know... To be fair, to be fair at this point, yeah. Angle had already raped Shamel. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> at least so. he didn't say, Shamel taught me when they were saying you suck dick. Yeah. So. Oh, God, that was outrageous. It, I can't believe that was a thing. Was, was, right, so he's upset about crucifixion, but he'll happily do that. It's in the archives, you yeah, yeah, go back to well, I can't remember what the show it was. Judgment Day. Two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Go back and, and listen to that, Christ. So JBL's in the middle of his promo. He's interrupted by uh, RVD, uh, Rob Van Dam, and Bill Alfonso, who is just annoying. <laughs> what he does is just annoying, isn't he? His character in this. The Terry Peters of ECW. Terry Peters, what? Of ECW. Oh, whistle and then I could have blown home and shook oh, my head when you said that. You'd have kicked you off the call. <laughs> <laughs> so RVD is, isn't wrestling because he's in a leg brace, like a sort of a knee brace. He takes a few shots at SmackDown, takes shots at the writing team, even takes shots at WrestleMania, which he can't, it's the granddaddy of them all. He mm. can't take shots at WrestleMania, it's the most important thing in the world, isn't it? He's doing a, it, for me, the promo goes on too long. 
It always does. You know when it's kind of unscripted. Yeah. And every time they claim it's unscripted, you know, like, well, this is why it should be. Yeah. Sometimes. I just think sometimes they, just, they don't know when to stop. And there's a few points where he stopped for emphasis. And it was like he was bleeding Jack Straw on question time or something. I was like, there's no one's, you know, it, just, it stops at the wrong point. <laughs> yeah, I, it won't. I it feel won't. sorry for him not being able to wrestle here, though. Yeah, I do. Oh, yeah, massively. Like, yeah, because it would have been a big, I mean, I, think, yeah, I don't know why you'd have fit on the show, but it would have been a better show with him, obviously. I would have thought. I, I think. I'd have thought they changed the main event. Yeah, they did yeah. put the main event differently. I think, and it does make me wonder if that's why O six happened as well because he couldn't do O five. With obviously what happened at O six. I think O six happened because this created a lot of money. Yeah, and that's yeah. what I mean. But if he'd have wrestled at O five, would he have then had the same moment at O six? I don't right. know. I, I think so. I think he would have. Yeah. Yeah. But so Avidy's doing a promo which lasts about 20 minutes. It's interesting because the longest match in this card is 10 minutes, but it's a two and a half hour show. Uh, I know, it's yeah. very short <laughs> matches. Because his promo is like, is it going for Bloody Rover? He's doing a promo. Rhino interrupts him and hits a beautiful gore. Rhino's like, looking good, yeah. Rhino's looking thick, isn't he? Like, <laughs> he was in TNA by the end of the year, wasn't he? I think so. Yeah, it didn't last He's a lot younger than what you think as well, isn't he, Rhino? Rhino was really young when he won in ECW originally, wasn't he? He was really yeah. young. Yeah, it's only like mid twenties when he was when he first came to the WF. I mean, he's only forty four now. Yeah, right. Yeah, so, he's he's like, so he's twenty nine here. He's just like as wide as he is tall, and he right yeah. <laughs> So he hits RVD with a go. The lights go out, and Sabu is in the ring. And you'll notice Sabu's covered in plasters. And there's a reason for that. It's because three days earlier he was in the triple threat match main event. I had to go homecoming with Terry Funk and Shane Douglas. Oh. It's like a no ropes. Bad wires broke match. He just thinks, come on, man. <laughs> is that not the most Sabu thing ever, though? Yeah, well, I immediately saw, why is he wearing all them plasters? So I just did a bit of research, and oh, yeah, that's, that makes sense. <laughs> a ref, I don't know if this was scheduled or what, but a ref goes in the ring. Joey Styles just says, oh, well, now we've got a ref. <laughs> and Sabu vs. Rano's a match. So, um,. I think okay. it probably was scheduled, but because ECW was like, like that at the time that referees just showed up to make matches. Uh, I've not, not seen it happen to spare in the moment. Oh, uh, sorry. I, I don't say. think it was announced. I'm pretty sure oh, the like, man knew what was going on. Sorry, that, I thought what you meant was that it was <laughs> like that. So lads, let's have a match. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. just had a match instead. No, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure it was all well thought out. <laughs> I just saw you say it. I was thinking, well, yeah, of course, of course they knew about it, you fool. I'll have to listen to um, something to wrestle this week as you're doing this pay-per-view as well. Are they? So I have to listen. I meant to listen to it because obviously it came out the day before we recorded. Because I really want to know if Vince was backstage. Because Heyman comes out later on with a headset on. Doesn't he? Yeah. It's, I can't okay. imagine Vince. I can't imagine Vince is backstage for this. I think he was. Doesn't Bruce Pritchard not mention in the original WWE CW one? I don't know. Yeah, Vince stopped going when it became a weekly show. Okay. I just think Vince wants his, from what little I know about Vince, but I just think he wants his fingers and everything, doesn't he? I don't know, he doesn't, have to take, he doesn't do takeovers, though, does he? He definitely won't Blackpool this year. No, but I have believe, I have no, it's Shawn Michaels, isn't it? Shawn Michaels, who does? Yeah. UK. But I think that's because he view, doesn't view them as the top brand, but this was a major pay-per-view. Yeah. Hmm. Because this was a big draw on it as a perfect view. I just don't know if I can imagine Vince being backstage for this. I'd love it if it was. I think he was. You know, I know this Bischoff went out afterwards and got the heat. Imagine the heat of goddamn Vince coming out. 
I know, but I think Bischoff gets the heat more because Bischoff actively tried to kill the ECW while Vince McMahon was reportedly funding it. That's true, yeah. That's thanking really because he is paying for this. And they did a lot of talent swap, didn't they? Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, Vince really helped them out, didn't they? Yeah, I know, but like, they don't care about that, do they? Rey Mysterio outside the booting for doing one move. These guys don't care. True. That is true. So we've got Sabu versus Rano. Some ridiculous things in the air. Some like chair shots, just to unprotected chair shots to the head. I think Sabu jumps off the top rope and hits Rano over chair shot. <laughs> just absolutely sick. And then we've got Air Sabu on the springboard off a chair. Rhino sort of stopped Sabu mid moonsault, which was, you know, just like his triple moonsault, and not it? Triple jump moonsault where yeah. he goes in the chair and does it. I thought it was clever. Rhino just grabbed all of him and he fist <laughs> into the chair. There's a gore on the ref, which is just. <laughs> <laughs> there's ref bumps and then there's that. Yeah, I'm saying, but why, I don't understand why there's a ref bump in ECW, but never mind. <laughs> RVD then obviously can't do with any moves, so he just chucks a chair at Rhino, which is the best thing ECW brought to WM. Throwing chairs. chairs. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love throwing chairs. I know we'll do it in December, but in December to December, CM Punk is obviously one of the new breed, isn't he? Or like new ECW stars in that elimination chamber. He tries throwing a chair at RVD, and RVD just catches it. And I think that Joey Styles or Taz says, "See, you can't just you can't do that to these guys." Mm. <laughs> no, we're not we're not doing December to December, are we? We promised it. Did we? Uh, yeah. And we, okay. you know what we do wrestling around? We don't break promises. No, that's true. I, yeah, obviously because I started that on my mask. Yeah, but you yeah. just upset everyone. So hope you're people, happy. People voted for that. It was a joke. It was Phil. Uh, Calling you Phil. It was you. Phil, if you're listening, why'd you do it, Phil? <laughs> Why do you pander to him? It's more of Phil, though, isn't it? It was, it was 100%. It was you. Voted about six times, probably. No, I, I'm not Peter's. I only voted once. <laughs> Yay. It was Phil and his fake accounts. <laughs> Back to the match. So I have a throws a chair at Rhino, and then well, his leg brace falling off at this point. He hits him with, like, his... I can't remember what this movie calls it. It's like a skateboard where he jumps with a chair and kicks it. Skateboard, yeah. Skateboard. Skateboard. Yeah, I always thought it was a surfboard. No, surfboard's on with the arms, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, where they pull and put your knee in the back and you pull them with the arms. Yeah, think, yeah, yeah. Is it skateboard, Peters? I know you're a bit of a stickler for names of... Yeah, I'll call you out if it's not. Yeah, it's skateboard. <laughs> call me out if it's not and get it wrong himself. <laughs> no, it's a skateboard. They, yeah. they said it. They, they did say a skateboard in the in the thing. So right, and then, then um, yeah, but Joey Styles called it West Coast Pop, and that was wrong. It is wrong. Submission <laughs> of driver, as you found out. Yeah, no, it's a blue thunderbomb. <laughs> they then set up a table, put Rhino, not even on it fully, just his head on it. Sabu is an Arabian skull crusher from the top rope. Sabu gets the win. Six minutes, like every match on this card, carnage. This sort of the best bits of ECW. Lou, enjoy it. I, I enjoyed it. It reminded me a lot of Undertaker vs. John Cena at WrestleMania. In that it was just the greatest hits. I think obviously Sabu was a bit beaten up and couldn't do too much, but it was just just got all his, all his spots in right right down to the finish. And it was good for you know RVD to get a bit of action if he was injured. He didn't look that injured to me, like some of the stuff he was doing. I don't know when he came back. He was I imagine he would have been, because there's no way he wouldn't have wrestled if he was if yeah. he could have done. Yeah, no, I really enjoyed it. It was just a good, nice, greatest hits and you forget how crazy Sabu is. It, might, it must have been a surprise for Sabu to be there as well. I know they were chanting for him. Yeah. But yeah, and also I love Sabu's music. Yeah, yeah, it's great. So, one of my favourite <laughs> entrance themes, Sabu. 
ECW has got some good engine teams, hasn't it? They've, yeah. Call it now. Sandman's WWE ECW one. Better than his original. What, yeah. better than, than the Sandman? Yeah. That's I long. think if you listen to them on their own, but if you listen to them with the crowd, no. Nah, still. We'll, yeah, we'll move on when we get to that one. We'll but. get to that. Dave Peters, yeah. Sabu vs. Rano. Sums up ECW. Absolute carnage. Yeah, just complete carnage. Sabu just been a complete madman. And that Arabian Skull Crusher as well is a beautiful move. And it is good, isn't it? It's, yeah. It's just, I, I, I don't How's know Sabu's in, in these days, but he can't be in good shape. Well, I was, I was literally just about to say, how is he still in one one piece? <laughs> I think he's been stitched back together about 50 yeah, well, times. Well, yeah, I mean, they mentioned his arm a lot, didn't they, as well, about when he got 100 stitched and just put some athletic tape back on it and kept his bicep in and carried on. Just, ugh. ugh. That still, was the still working now, isn't it? Still working now, isn't Sabu. Still Probably fighting I'm sure it's been an ICW. Joe Henry did that great party entrance. How do I live with Sabu? When was that though? That could have been like four years ago. I'm pretty sure he's working like a fairly full schedule. I'm going to Google this while we continue. Right then, while you're Googling Sabu, we'll move on Sabu. to the Sabu! Sabu! We've got another promo this time. It's from Al Snow. Got a head. Currently signed to Impact. Yeah, there you oh, go. Sabu? Yeah, apparently. Yeah. Yes, died in 2019. Yeah. He's still there. Christ. Oh, good for him. Good for Sabu. Um, I think he's got one of the faces where he looks older than he is. He 55. Is 55. 55. Interestingly, yeah. he shares his birthday with me. Does he really? Yeah. No. I'm also 55. <laughs> <laughs> How old are you, Tay Peters? 63. 74. <laughs> bloody look at it. <laughs> okay, right, no, look at the ball, boy. Oh, God, that's... <laughs> he looks young and hip in that headband. <laughs> oh, no. Put your head forward, Peters. Look at the bald. Look at the bald. <laughs> your red pants made the bald look worse. We're going to get more list of complaints to your just general jibes at the entire end. Yeah. Right, carry on. One right, nice moving on. Yeah. Else known head. When he takes that headband off, his hair's cut with it. It's just too bad. <laughs> is that what this part is? Is that to keep your hair on? Yeah, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> oh, dear. Right, so we've got... Yeah, Al Snow is saying this, this night's for ECW, not for any SmackDown wrestlers. Introduces another classic moment, so notable ones in the era when Bam Bam and Bigelow and Taz go through the ring, and the one where they go through the stage. So just crazy stunts. You see all the heads get chucked into the ring as well, don't you? Yeah, which is, I think, Al Snow just randomly picked that head up one day, didn't he? There was like I no think he found it to, somewhere, yeah. Yeah. And made his career out of it. I mean, fair play to him. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He was on loan for the WF at that point, wasn't he? He was on yeah. the, uh, the talent exchange. Because he'd been at... Well, I watched a video on it the other day. His first gimmick in WWF. I mean, it was rubbish. Lee Cassidy? No, the Avatar. Oh. Is he blue? No, he, he had a mask on, but he, didn't, he was like, the opposite of psychosis. Put his mask on when he got to the ring. Oh, weird. It, it's rubbish. <laughs> absolutely rubbish. So after that video package, we get the Raw team, the Raw Crusaders. They're led by Bischoff. We've got Edge, Christian, Regal, Snitsky, Rob Conway, Tyson Tomko. Uh, coach is there. He's in a ECW shirt. I love Coach so much. Do you know what I did love about this? Regal's the only one who had his shirt tucked in. Yeah, he looks smart, 
So there we have it then, Pete. As you wanted to do this earlier, who would you think would win out of the Raw Crusaders and the SmackDown Crusaders? I'd say the SmackDown ones. Well, we'd beat Raw. What They've got Maven. Yeah, also got hey, Regal. He, he eliminated The Undertaker. Great. Hardcore champion. Who else have they got? Rob Conway, Sylvan Gronier. Tyson Tomko. Tomko is a bit of a beast, but he's only there because Christian's there. Yeah, Correct. but Edge and Christian, Snitsky, wasn't his fault. Nah, I'm still saying True. SmackDown. Yeah, but they're SmackDown with the Bashams. Yeah, I'm still saying. <laughs> <I'm laughs> who, who ironically by... ended up working in ECB, didn't he? They became Paul Heyman's bodyguards. Oh, really? I'd be more intimidated by the SmackDown team than I would. You got a SmackDown team, buddy, of all, buddy, gone. Jump, jump, jump ship to ECW. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Who've got left? You got Jamie Allen, Orlando Jordan, and Matt Morgan. <laughs> but, um, I think Raw brought the best team purely because they had Bischoff. Yeah. Oh, the balls on that man to walk into that. Well, he got beer spat in his face, didn't he? Did he? he was not well liked, was he? No. Mm-hmm. If he no, out, no. It's like, don't take it too far. I don't. I don't like that. I don't see it. No. I do. I do love Bischoff. Everything Bischoff does, I am absolutely. I absolutely love. The thing is, uh, he's got nuclear heat, hasn't he, on this, and he just knows what to do as well, just to piss people off. He's one of the best heels going, Bischoff. Oh, yeah. You see, you know he loves it, and you can shout and scream at him and call him any of your obscenities, and you know that makes him love it even more. <laughs> he's just one of them people that he loves being hated. Yeah, though, I would agree with you. Coach is probably the, the second best guy in this. Yeah, yeah co- coach, it, is, coach is brilliant with that t-shirt on. Coach, I just love Coach. With the shirt. Love I just find Coach one of the most entertaining characters in the history of wrestling. It's me, <laughs> the coach. Oh, that, that pop I gave him when we were in uh, Madison Square Garden, the coach came out for a surprise appearance. One of my favourite wrestling moments of all time. He was also really good at um, something to wrestle with live. Yes, he was. Yeah. Oh, we came out in the car, didn't we? Well, yeah, so so we was queuing. For, this is in New Orleans, WrestleMania 34. We was queuing to get into uh, something to wrestle with live. Never been to one before. We're big fans of the podcast. And we always know they have a special guest. And we actually saw Coach like, walk in. Just a taxi, didn't <laughs> So we thought Coach was the, the one special guest. <laughs> but he came on and he was great, wasn't he? Oh, absolutely outstanding. What a character. But, you know, Sean Mooney was the star of that show. How about a beer for Mooney? <laughs> so, that was... So I get a beer? <laughs> How about a beer for Mooney? Yeah. But yeah, Go do not you... share a hotel room with uh, Sean Mooney. Especially on a shower in the morning. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's right, tell him, please. Sean Mooney would get you. Because that's niche. Anybody who was there, they'll know. <laughs> I tweeted about it. I didn't reply. <laughs> Outrageous stuff. Awesome. Get on prime time with Sean Mooney. I'll steal the towels. Sean. I'll tweet him again. I'll tweet him now. I'll tweet him off the official wrestling around podcast. Whose towels did you wear? Tweet Sean Mooney. We'll see if we get a response by the end of the show. Let's quickly move on to the next match. It's Chris Benoit against Eddie Guerrero. To be fair, but the crowd spent most of the most of the match chanting the edge. Sort of upset is about Lita, you screwed Matt. Eddie Eddie was probably one of the one of the people who didn't try to pander to the ECW crowd. He stayed as as the heel Eddie Guerrero all the way throughout. I don't really want to talk about it that much, but Benoit wins. But hey, weirdly, Eddie makes no attempt to get out with the crossface at the end. So apparently he was pissed off that he had to lose and he was pissed off at the crowd and he just absolutely found it in. And then so I had a massive argument afterwards. 
Right. That's why there was so much, the was there was so much tension there. Like, Eddie was in a feud with Ray where he was losing like every match. So yeah. he wanted to win. But Chris Benoit had just come back from an injury. So he obviously decided he was going to win. Right. Eddie wasn't happy with that. And then when the crowd just went, even concentrate on the match, he just completely phoned it in. Which is why Benoit looks so pissed off at the end. And why right, you could see Eddie Guerrero being like, I owe you one. Yeah. Because he, he knows that yeah, he screwed Chris Benoit up a decent match. But it was, yeah, because it was just a bit meh. This match, but yeah, it was because Eddie just didn't didn't care to be honest. Right there, we have it. Ten minutes. I'm not spending any more on that than we have. I'll just say this one thing. Any other promotion at this time, that match is like printing money. At this time, I think. But this match to me was a bit of a letdown. Well, that yeah, but if Eddie was not trying very hard, there you go. Him and well, Jerry Styles said as well, didn't he? He always wanted to book this match. Him and always wanted to book this match, but could never get them together at the same time. But and I did think it was weird that Eddie was like so stone faced as well. But obviously, if that's why, then fair enough. Yeah, there we go. Ten minutes, longest match on the card. Chris Benoit versus uh, Eddie Guerrero. Sean Moon is not tweeted for uh, two months, but I'll give him a go anyway. So we'll see. All right. Yeah, but also yeah. if you if you're listening on you want to find out who Sean Moon um pranks. Uh, yeah, tweet him with the hashtag not dry tie on the place. Let's get trending. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he'll have to answer them, won't he? He will. Hashtag not a dry tile on the place. There we go. So we go back up to the, the Raw Crusaders. Joel Gantner's back out, and this time he has Bishop for a job. <laughs> The build-up to it was amazing. Like I wasn't, I've seen this before, but I still wasn't sure what he was going to say. That's great. So Bishop grabs the mic. He does a sort of a promo saying he's he's in charge of the premier like wrestling show. Which the SmackDown guys don't get annoyed at. I think though this was all WCW versus ECW, wasn't it? I think if he just said that, yeah, on but a normal he still time, says but... he still says I'm in charge of Raw, the best, the most premier show. That's a SmackDown I... guy. But whoa, whoa, Bishop, come on, pal. I know. What you, I know. Gotta what you're get that saying, heat, yeah. Gotta get that heat. Yeah, the, the coach in this bit is absolutely <laughs> in the middle of moving more. Coach laughing it is it is tremendous. Everything about it is absolutely tremendous. Pretty much just a standard promo. Bishop thinks everyone's scum. Crowd don't like him. He doesn't necessarily care. <laughs> ah, at all. Glorious stuff. And then we get on to probably my favourite match of the full card. Mike Awesome against Masato Tanaka. So these have had a massive rivalry, not only in ECW, I think some Japanese promotions as well. Pretty sure Tanaka's still wrestling. I don't even think he's that old. No, he's only in his 40s. I had a quick look earlier. He's only about 44. Yeah, but obviously Mike Awesome was the ECW champion, went to WCW as the champion, so Joey Styles is not happy. It got Joey a bit Styles annoying. His match can fuck off. Frankly. Yeah, it got a bit annoying, didn't it? I get what you're saying, but there's no need to shit on it. This is you're having one night to remember the good things about it and you're completely shitting on stuff. It's on something that you look I get that you're annoyed, but don't fucking shit on it on national TV. What else annoying about this match was one they kept going to the Crusaders, which was annoying. Just let us watch the match. Yeah, and too many shots there, yeah. Edge and JBL are both slagging this match off. Because there's a lot of spots, but you name the matches JBL and Edge are both famous for. TLC 2, or TLC, the TLC matches. And JBL is matches against the, the, the bull rope match against Eddie Guerrero and John yeah. Cena. 
both had core matches which were just full of spots. So don't no, be giving me this. It's my, it's my story. I'm having that. There's no background to this. There's no background learn. to any TLC you matches. You've got to earn the spots. Well, on a one off, yeah, but it's a one off show. I know, but that's why they're shitting on it. <sighs> it just annoyed me. It just annoyed me that their most famous matches are both, are both just full of spots. No, it's different. It's different. It's different. Are you only saying that because Edge is involved? No, because yeah. it's different. Because it, you, you can, oh, there's, there's nothing wrong with the spots. You just got, you got to earn the spots. Yeah, but it's a one-off show. How could they didn't, yeah. didn't have any I chance? Know, but to and also the plan, the plan heals early, so you know. But yeah, just an edge, just annoyed me. Yeah, well, I disagree. Yeah, you can disagree. I agree with you, Ross. Thank you, Terry Peters. Two against one, you lose again. Oh god, it's a regular thing. This is, it's just, you know what I mean? Like, don't pretend yeah, that you're better. WWE is the best wrestling. You gotta, everyone's got to get over it. It's fact. Edge is in the greatest wrestling match ever, actually, which by the time this, uh, this show goes out, will have happened. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Peters, make sure so, you remember that. We were calm on Saturday. And so I'd just like to congratulate Edge and Randy on their eight-star match now. Was, I, didn't it, re- it, I didn't realise it was Backlash tomorrow. No, Backlash has already happened. Because it's happened, Peters. Yeah, no, that's what I mean. But I didn't, as, as time keep recording, I didn't realize it was tomorrow. Keep it clear, Feb. Wednesday. Come on, Wednesday. Wednesday. You and your, your little comments at the end. Wednesday and right now. Only in the bank. <laughs> <laughs> right, Mike Awesome, Masato Tanaka. There's like an awesome bomb pretty much straight away from the apron through the table. Tanaka takes some horrendous chair shots to the head. Absolutely horrendous, unprotected chair shots. <laughs> then does a, he does a tornado DDT onto some of the chairs, which is pretty good. Even I think he jumps off the top rope with a chair at one point. He does a DDT through a table. Also, there's another awesome bomb from the top rope through an already broken table. I was gonna, I was just about to say that. Like he does that a few times, but if that power bomb had gone wrong, there's like a metal bit of the. Table sticking up. Literally, if Masata Tanaka land on that, that the fucking pierced and probably gone right through him. I mean, well, I'm surprised the first awesome bomb from the apron to the outside. How Tanaka hasn't broken his neck. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely incredible. This match is so good, though. It is my favourite match yeah, by it's far. Fine as well. uh, so Mike Awesome does a, an awesome bomb from inside the ring through a table on the outside, so over the top ropes. And then that's not enough, so he does a suicide dive over the top. And he wins by pinfall. And then for some reason, Awesome bombs the ref. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. But this went nine minutes. I thought it was the best match on the card. Lou, you obviously think JBL and Edge are better. Well, yeah, but I would agree with it. it's the best match on this card. Yeah, but obviously, you know. Did we all... Go on. I was just going to say, it's not like, you know, the greatest match of all time. Like, I'm not saying it's the greatest match of all time. You know, Edge, seen... and, Edge and JBL are still better wrestlers, right? so let's leave it at that. But, you know, it was a good, it was well, a good I, match. I, you know? I don't know if JBL is better than Mike Awesome. Yeah, I think he is. For a big like, guy. Well, Mike... I think JBL was WWE champion. What's Mike Awesome done? I was, I was going to bring this up, but I think Mike Awesome should have got a, more, a better crack of the whip. Yeah. For a big guy as well, at six foot six, he's pretty athletic to go on the top ropes as well and do the splashes and moves that he was doing. Well, I, th- I think if Mike Awesome was around now, 100% he'd be main eventer. For a six foot six guy to do a suicide dive as well is yeah. ridiculous. I, I, I think Mike Awesome should have 
I'm, I'm surprised he wasn't sort of. I know he did the the old fat chick thriller and the seventies guide thing in WCW, but I'm surprised he didn't. In, I would think Vince McMahon would be quite enamoured with a, a big athletic guy. What annoys yeah. me? The thing I know we've talked about Joey Joey, Joey Mercury Joey Styles shitting on Mike Awesome, but Mick Foley even says he's got kids to feed. If you're owed money and someone guarantees you six figures or seven figures, whatever he was guaranteed, what are you going to do? The company is not paying you a champion or go somewhere that's going to pay you. No, no, I agree. Oh, yeah, I mean, I think that's my entire Fuck issue. Fuck off, Joey like, Styles. These sort of wrestling fans in general, to be honest. It's like, yeah, it's just... Um, but as well, it's... You're not selling out, you just go into a better job. He unfortunately decided to take his life two years later, age 42. And Joey Styles in this, and I'm surprised this hasn't been cut, says when he does the suicide dive, it's a shame he didn't succeed in taking his own life. Yeah, it's not aged well, has it? It's not aged well. I know, obviously... They didn't know what was going to happen, but I'm surprised that WWE sort of left that line in and not tried to. I don't know how you can, because it's a full line, but you know what I mean. Just tried yeah. to not. I do think they're just not. They've just not took anything off the network ever. That day. That's why Chris Romero's still there and stuff. Do, like do you just, think they, they just show? They, they, unless unless it's music rights, they just show. They, what they have took off the Benoit celebrating, bit, aren't they? they? have took off Cel- him Jane, celebrating but... with Eddie Guerrero at the end of WrestleMania. Yeah, twenty. Is that on there? I'm sure. They've took Mickey James off. They've took Mickey James off licking between the fingers as well. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, I got to take off the DVD there, didn't it? Yeah, that, I'm that sure they took the Benoit yeah. bit off. I'm sure it's on there. I'm sure I watched it. I might be wrong. We'll find out in match. Possibly. Yeah. But, but yeah, I, I don't know. Like I say, I, I thought this was the best match of the night, to be fair. But I, I don't get why you put someone through an already broken table. It's just a move off the top, on not it? He struggled, though, didn't he, to get one table in the ring? He broke one, didn't he? He broke yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. He put it in the wrong way and broke it. But I, I've never seen any of his matches. Well, not many of them anyway, but I, I thought he was really good. I was really I, impressed with it. I think Mike Awesome had a, a lot of upside, and I'm genuinely surprised he, hasn't, he didn't do more. It's weird as well, considering he went to WCW and never really did anything. No, but hang on a minute. How old was he here? Was he 40, did we say? 40 at this point. That's Yeah. That's probably right. People, are people wanting the condition they are now? No, that is true. When did he it go to seems WCW? Like he's got, he seems like he had everything. Yeah. yeah, he went to WCW in April 2000, so it'll been 36-ish, something yeah. like that. So by the time that closed in WDF, it's probably one, one they, would, they would look into. Yeah. That's I think like. it was at a time when they had uh, Austin, Rock, Jericho, yeah. Triple H, Hogan. Yeah. But no, I think if it was uh, like... If he was like 29 or something, they, they probably would have looked at him. But Well, he, he did go to WF for a year, I'm just reading now. He, he did go, but... He yeah, right. He's in part of the invasion, wasn't he? Yeah, he, his first match was a, on June 25th against 2001 against Test. You can um, argue he kicked off the invasion because he beat Rhino for the hardcore title. Didn't yeah. He? Oh, was that him? Yeah. Oh. I saw Lance Storm was the first one. No, and then he, was... He, he was released on 27th of September 2002 with Sean Stasiak and Horace Hogan. But he, apparently he said he said here he, he hated it. You had to kiss everyone's ass. You had to be on your political tours all the time. Not to believe backstage politics. You were getting stabbed in the back constantly. I was happy. I was told when I was gone. Maybe that's why. Uh, is um, also is is Horace Hogan's cousin? I don't know who Horace Hogan is to be honest. It's Hulk Hogan's cousin. Yeah. I don't think he's related to Hulk Hogan, yeah. but he's related to Horace. Oh, he's the nephew of Hulk Hogan. Is he? Yeah. Is he actually related yeah. to Hulk Hogan? Hey, Mike Austin. No, Horace Hogan. Yeah, I don't think Mike Austin's related to Hulk Hogan, but he's related to 
He must be married or something. Yeah. Yeah. He's the cousin of Hulk Hogan's nephew, Horace Hogan. Yeah. That's a weird fucking family tree, isn't it? Who's Randy Hogan? No. Who's Randy Hogan? Hogan in a sex tape. Oh. Oh, horrendous. (laughs) Cut that out before we get sued. (laughs) Well, um, review that on uh, on Patreon. (laughs) I'm up reviewing on Patreon. Oh Christ! Oh, Randy Hogan was a um, lead singer of the band Cheap Trick. He's also oh. a member of Wisconsin-based bad boy. Um, I thought oh. Randy Hogan was a wrestler. I was thinking of Randy Hogan. No, I'm sure Randy Hogan's a wrestler. Uh, I can't. I'm gonna do some more googling. Right, you do the googling. Right, we're gonna move on. So after that match, we go into another promo. This time it's from uh, Paul E himself, Paul Heyman. He comes out in his traditional. ECW get up. He's got the long trench coat on, wearing a suit underneath. Which I don't, I can't remember if he ever did that in original ECW. But he's got he used to wear suits on. and caps, I think, didn't he? Yeah, weird compared to what he is now. <laughs> Lovely skullet. <laughs> he had the, well, he had the skullet at this point, didn't he? I know all about those. So he comes. <laughs> More skull on it on the hour, didn't he? <laughs> Just a bit. <laughs> so he's sort of thanking loads of people, you know, for the opportunity, thanking the fans for turning up. He then turns on to onto Bischoff, slags Bischoff off a bit. So it's famous line he says to Edge, which still annoys me to this day, says Edge, I've got two words for you, Matt freaking Hardy. <laughs> well they're, they're actually counting, aren't they? They're going, they're going yeah. like one, two, three. It just undermines the whole thing because he's showing them going blobs three words with you. I, says, I like the way he just goes. It's edge in that voice as well. Yeah. Quality. But I think at this it point... It hadn't mentioned on TV, had it? No, my ad had been released and nobody had ever mentioned anything, had they? Yeah. So, yeah, that's edge. It then goes on to JBL. Says the JBL, he was only champion because Triple H didn't want to wait Tuesdays, which is what? apparently true. Yeah, he didn't want to wait Tuesdays. Triple H wanted to be a because that was a flagship show. What a put-down that is as well. That's the only reason that he... But when you think about it, he probably was true, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They needed a heel on SmackDown. They didn't have any heels, so they had to create one. I think they they drafted Triple H, didn't they? And then immediately drafted them back. Yeah, same show. He's obviously gone to Vince straight away on the phone. Right, get me back there. I think Bruce Richard said they worked it out. They just weighed it up and said they needed him on... Raw, but well, no, if you haven't got any heels on SmackDown, it's really you need one SmackDown. Well, then he has got no, who does he face on SmackDown? I suppose I'll look at it as. Who, well, who seen, got... seen it at this point. Yeah, true. I don't oh, know. Like, it's a star. Well, I don't know. But he, that's that's the, the line everybody loves. Yeah. <laughs> JBL. <laughs> Again, this promo probably goes on a bit long, but I suppose you can forgive it for him. And I like this promo. That was a good promo. I just think. Considering how short all the matches were, I could have got rid of some of the nonsense and had I'd, longer matches. I think, though, with this, you, you needed him and out there, didn't you? Just talking. Uh, just yeah, you definitely needed him. I know there. what you're saying, though. It wasn't I didn't mind that the matches weren't that long, though. Because I said the rest of a lot of them were like, out of shape and they were just doing the best outs. I think it, it kind of helps the show that all the matches weren't like 10 minutes long. Possibly. But, I mean, Lance Storm Jericho could have gone an extra two minutes. Cut that off the average. Yeah, but he'd not wrestled for a while, had he? Yeah, he he got really bad back as well, didn't he? I think yeah. that's why he ended up retiring. But speaking of matches, we're going to the last match. Uh, this is uh, the main event, the tag team match. We've got the Dudley Boys. Can yeah, we they... just go back to that promo? Sorry, as well. 
My, my favourite JBL moment of the night is him signing checks, bouncing him off the floor and watching him bounce back up into the air as well. <laughs> when Heyman's talking, he's just signing the checks, bouncing him off the floor and just watching him jump back up again. Because obviously yeah. that's kind of what WCW was, uh, ECW was famous for, wasn't it? Bouncing. Uh, he, just, he just didn't care, JBL, did he? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But again, cheap heat, isn't it? Just cheap heat. But it, I thought that was really funny again from JBL. Yeah. Yeah, well, it, it, it's hard to like JBL because of the reasons we're going to later on. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. But I think he's good in this because he reacts to what's going on and he's quite comedic in it. Yeah, which I'm surprised nobody gave him a... When he, well, we'll get into it later on. <laughs> we'll, we'll put a pin in that, Piers. Yeah. Right, so we've got Dudley Boys against uh, Sandman and Tommy Dreamer. Dudley Boys come out in their old school tie-dye. So the ECW rather than the sort of camo they're used to using in WWF or WWE. Dreamer comes out like immediately looks like he's going to cry. <laughs> Sandman comes out. He comes out to his dubbed music, so his WWE music in it's real not, life. I don't think it's the same as WWE music that we have the next year though. Is it not? Because I go, but I think this is just meant to be like a as instrumental as possible, but close as possible to um, Metallica. Right, because the crowd was singing along, wasn't they? Yeah. So. I mean, it's the, the original entrance is, is like flying about on Twitter. Probably it's on, on YouTube, YouTube as well. I think, as well. I highly recommend watching it, yeah. It's great. There's like fans hitting themselves in the head with kendo sticks and Sandman's bust open before the match. There's that one guy at the beginning who just won't let like, go of the kendo stick. It's like, yeah, that's mad. It's not a like, Sorry, I was like, get up. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if you bust a kendo stick, though. <laughs> And if for some reason, like later on in his entrance, there's a guy who's just like in like Scott Stein and Shermel. There's no explanation for it at all that I can find. Scott Stein wasn't even an easy to view. Nothing to do with it. So, yeah, just check it out. I think it's when he gets to the second balcony. Right. Um, so go go find it on YouTube, please. Yeah, there's a guy it's in Scott Stein and Shermel. of all time. It's like Jack the Jabber. <laughs> we're gonna. It looks like we're gonna have a match, and then the BWO come out. What annoys me about this is, right, yeah, they are funny, but Joey Styles, you're going over the top here. He's laughing more than Jimmy Fallon. Yeah, ridiculous. I mean, I get what they say, you know, they, like, it's a proper kick in the seat to Bishop, because I think he tried to sue him, but it was, it's a parody, yeah, so it's parody, not yeah. allowed. Theo Richards does a promo, says they're taking over, because there's, like, a lot of crusading. He then, Nova's brilliant as well, by the way. Sam and Dean. Yeah. <laughs> He, mentioned, he shits on that as well, doesn't he, Joey Styles? Yeah. Basically, yeah. what we're saying is Joey Styles is a bit of a prick in this. What do they say? What do they say about Nova? He, he, he gets hit in the head of a chair, uh, and he says that's so hard it'll make you forget about Sam and Dean. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Oh, he, and then he, I think he says you won't find Sam and Dean here or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. He mentioned about it being on SmackDown. I guess if Joey, if Joey Styles thinks this is a one-off, he's probably don't care what the things Yeah, because yeah, I, 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 I googled a bit of it and apparently that's what he says, yeah. He just yeah. he didn't think he was, he wasn't working full, I think he was end up full-time by in the year at WWE, but he wasn't at this point. It's on, it's live, isn't it? It's aired. Yeah. Yeah. And they tried, WWE tried to sign Mike Goldberg from UFC before they signed Joey Styles. Joey Styles was at the backup plan. Right. So I don't think there was any, at this point there will be any conversation about him coming to Monday Night Raw. So no wonder. I imagine he's got Vince in his ear and just does. Don't care. No, well. <laughs> Steve Richards hits a Stevie kick on Sandman, turns into a mass brawl. Kid Cash runs in. Let's say runs in. Kid Cash turns up, gets kicked in the head, <laughs> and he's gone. Straight up. Then we get 
One of my all-time favourites, Balls Mahoney. He comes out, Vaxel Rotten, Chasing and Freaks. Balls, balls. I just balls, love balls, balls. chance. <laughs> and he's doing that little punch of the balls. I loved, I loved his custom chairs. Yeah. Nice little touch. Axel yeah. Rotten was in bad shape at this point as well, wasn't he? I think it's like, yeah. Obviously, Balls were only settling along with us. Is Axel Rotten? I think they're both gone now. I think Axel Rotten died as well. I will Google that for you, S. It's a shame. I didn't look. They were. I love the chess swinging freaks in ECW. Oh, <laughs> if anyone wants to see Randy Hogan, he's now on the uh, wrestling on Twitter account. Right, there we go. Right, okay. That's what was I looking for? So they're all brawling. I think Boswell really bends a chair on someone's head. Of course he does. Um, Axel Rotten sadly died in 2016. All right. Okay. R.I.P. Axel Rotten. Yeah, no, he's far. But he's not actually from Newcastle upon Tyne. I didn't know he was from Newcastle upon Tyne. Was he not? Was he not? Was he not? Um. Builders being from Newcastle. No. Sure, that was Axel Ryan. Yeah. Oh, right. Right. Yeah, this is a more Google now. Yeah, you'll carry on with that. Um, so they're all brawling outside. Uh, Kid Cash finally couldn't do something of note. <laughs> more than he did does, on a Thursday night. Yeah, he does a. It's like a sense on, like a flip on it to the outside. Yeah, he was, um, built, from, he was built from Newcastle despite never being there. Oh, right, there we go. Yeah. I mean, that's just, now Americans do. They all clean their Irish, don't they? Because they're there to someone from Ireland. Offense, West is in Ashman, Virginia. <laughs> yeah, screw him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Uh, Joey Styles says about Kid Cash. He calls it Mr. Total Nonstop Action. He literally just left TNA. This was yeah, his Nonstop Action, right? Oh, Nonstop Action. Yeah, but it was a TNA bar for that one. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. We called him Mr. TNA. <laughs> Yeah, he yeah, yeah. literally signed for WWE like a month before. This was his yeah. first show. He had a tag team with Jamie Noble, didn't he? He's come out with Jamie. Are they called the Pitbulls as well? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Same sort of gimmick. Yeah. He, just, he didn't, really, didn't, didn't really do a lot. He was sort of cruiserweight champion. Well, I think he did. He, did, he generally did have a lot of attitude problems backstage. Mm. I think he um, bit of a character. Yeah, there we go. Was old kid? Is that what you call him, kid? Kid Cash, yeah. Um, so he does the sense onto the outside. Everyone's down. Trash can of weapons gets thrown in, and we finally start the match. Sammy G, mate, is bust open pretty badly straight away with a cheese grater. Oh, still, that was sick, that. And oh. still wearing branded t shirt event. So Sam and Zelf were both wearing each of the first hand shirts, weren't they? Tag team, I guess. You got to have like, similar. Well, yeah, but that, that cheese grate sort of spot, cheese grater sort of spot, is quite famous, isn't it, I think? Oh, it's very ECW cheese graters. I was going to say, I think, I, I've seen seen them do it before. I think it started on the Bring Your Own Weapons Night. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure some, I heard a story that someone brought like an N64 or something like that. Uh, the one that always, I always remember was when they brought, used to bring toilet seats. <laughs> there was one time where I think Mick Foley, they, they banned it, didn't they, because Mick Foley got what he thought was like a lightweight pan. It was like a cast iron thing. <laughs> Knock someone out. I think it was Sabu. <laughs> Frying pan. Bring your own They have to stop it after that, yeah. I used to love it though. You just sit in the front row holding them out. There's one like when, the, um, the when the ECW brands like, started up again, they were doing like a few ECW house shirts. They didn't do many. But on one of them, Tommy Juma ended up using someone's pathetic like, as a weapon. <laughs> <laughs> in a bit of violence in it yeah. dream, it's like that bit on the, the film The Wrestler when that happens and they're shouting use his leg use his leg <laughs> just it was great it's on the um, simple on the games you used to be able to go into the crowd and pick up weapons didn't you on yeah, w- someone's drinking stuff 
WF Attitude on the PS1, they used to chuck it into the crowd. I had yeah. many, many a good memory hitting, rattling someone over the head with a TV and a camera. Shut it right back. Yeah, so we've got the sort of regular Sandman sense on. It's uh, with a ladder on top of Devon. Does like his, it's not a move, is it? It's like a flip. <laughs> he does it all the time. Flips onto a ladder. The impact players then run in. Again. Um, and just incredible has got like a ball of barbed wire. It's a sphere. Mm. You know one of them things that you get at the fair that's like the plastic thing that goes up and down? Yeah. When you chuck it in there. It's like that. But it's made out of barbed wire. Yeah. It's completely pointless, really. <laughs> it's not barbed wire. You see it's completely pointless. You then tombstone Sandman onto it, and there is no way you cannot no. get your... His head's just in this ball of barbed wire. No, I was kind of hoping he'd stand up there and have a barbed wire head. <laughs> <laughs> like a Mad well, Simpson, but barbed wire. Yeah, and for the rest of the match, he was just knowing people with barbed wire head. Like, <laughs> that would have been well, cool. That would have been, uh, that'd be great, yeah, that. Yeah. You know, if you just went around his head somehow. Like, yeah. How great would that have been? I think just that would have been cool. Just a diving headbutt while he's covered in barbed wire. I think just Incredibles knees crushed it a bit more, though, didn't they, than actual Sandman's head, but... I mean, it still must be scary seeing fucking barbed wire coming towards your eyes. Yeah, Christ. I should have a Terry Funk. Bye, bye. It's that's horrendous. <laughs> yeah, if anyone out there is listening and has their own wrestling promotion, barbed wire head. <laughs> you could even yeah, start off like that, like the match, barbed wire head match. Barbed wire. I've just got a ball of barbed wire head. Oh, hell. Imagine that. Great stuff. There's a nice bit in this sort of call back to the first ever ECW pivot, which we have covered. It was that like episode five or something on it? It's in the archives, isn't oh, it? Yeah, in the archives. Very old. Yeah, in the archives. Fairly legal. Obviously in that Terry Funk puts a ladder on his head and just spins round. Tommy Dreamer does the same here. <laughs> which is a nice little callback. Oh so Sandman's been tombstone on the ball wire, barbed wire head. <laughs> oh not barbed wire head. <laughs> disappointing really. <laughs> Francine comes out, kicks Tommy in the nuts. Doesn't knock him out though, so not as hard as Jerry Lawler hit him in the nuts. <laughs> He's still bloody like shivering at that part, aren't you? <laughs> Gotta get the old blood to the balls, cross my legs just to try to. <laughs> but, you know, Francine's there. Out comes Beulah McGillagutty. There's obviously an ECW cat fight. Cat fight! <laughs> <laughs> it's quite a nice uh, moment, really, because Beulah McGillagutty is obviously Tommy Dreamer's uh, wife in real life. Mm. And she'd not been seen since uh, the Dudley's 3D there, so she hadn't been on any TV at all. And they have a, an embrace. <laughs> have an embrace. Sammy Dreamer is wearing the crimson blood mask. Yeah. <laughs> she Get gets it me. all mangled in her head, doesn't he, as well? Oh, that's ah. gross. They didn't they imagine that, please. I've got, he has a bad white head. He wasn't even in the bad white head. Yeah, he could have been <laughs> as well. They could have got a him on. Double bad white head. Bad white head. Like Siamese twins, but attached by barbed wire. Yeah, if they're like back to back. Attacks yeah. by Batman, and they had to like, kind of coordinate their attacks on people. You sick? <laughs> you sick? <laughs> I'm just trying to make it better. When I, when I release my own uh, wrestling promotion, which I'm going to call Live Extreme Wrestling. Lou uh, Extreme Wrestling? That's it. No, it stands for Lou. That's oh, right, the joke. Oh, LP is where they kill the mode. Set the end button <laughs> No, it, look, yeah. it looks normal. It looks like it's just got a quiff now. <laughs> Elvis Presley. It looks like Buddy LaRue. I'm getting used to it now. <laughs> LaRue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Fears is going in for the hill. Oh, Karen Peters over there. <laughs> Excuse me! Oh, God. It's like Captain right. Marvelin. Captain Marvelin Endgame, which I'm not over yet. Anyway. Oh, that was Marvel, man. Come on. 
I've tried to say this about 50 times now. <laughs> There's a double team on the Dudleys from uh, Tommy Dreamer and Buell McGilligutty. One of the worst DDTs I've ever seen. <laughs> you fall, though. Yeah, but Buell's was all right. Buell dropped him? <laughs> she DDT'd nothing <laughs> and Bubba just went down. <laughs> Absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And then Joey Styles is like, that's a woman, that's a woman. <laughs> I'm thinking, doing what? She didn't done out. <laughs> oh, outrageous. So, Sandman gets powerbombed through a table. And then uh, uh, we get another run in, because, you know, ECW. Spike Dudley. <laughs> Spike Dudley comes I love up. this. <laughs> He's got lighter fluid with him. Yeah, they set a table on fire. They actually set a table on fire this time, so not like... Well, the have been so. on there for a long time as well, aren't they? They're making sure it's well doused. Oh, God, he covers it, and then goes and beats Sandman up, and then comes back and covers it even more. <laughs> set the table on fire. Dreamer's then like sort of double powerbombed through the burning table. Bubba pins Dreamer. Dudley boys win. And there we have it. Ten minutes. That match. <laughs> Ten minutes. So then after that, well, we'll, we'll go into what happens after, but we'll talk about the match first. Lou, what did you think of the main event? Yeah, it was just absolute chaos, wasn't it? It was what it was. I imagine for the, being there live, it would be amazing, I think, just to kind of, so many so many moments that you could pop out, so many people running in, so many stuff happened. I'd, you know, it's almost got everything you want. The only thing it's missing. Bad by your head. Bad by your match. Imagine that. Right, oh, I'm making it more extreme now. Right. Well, the Tower of Doom's made out of bad boy as well, and you've got bad boy on your head. Right, <laughs> somewhere, Sabu wouldn't Terry Funk are having that match. <laughs> I'll email uh, Cardi. It's all that sort of thing. No, I, I really enjoyed it for what it was, and it was nice to get Because, again, like I know we were saying last week, so you've never seen the Flaming Tail before in WWE. And that's just the year before, but you've definitely never seen it at this point. No. Fire. I think they did use fire once in the Cactus Jack Triple H. Yeah, so much. A little fire bit of fire, but yeah, nothing, nothing like this. So it made you feel like you were definitely watching an ECW production and an RWE production, <laughs> which is completely done like five minutes afterwards. But yeah, oh yeah. Um, but no, I, yeah, it's a good main, good main event, good crowd pleasing. It's not, it's not going to go down as a classic anytime soon. I think you got like three and a half stars from Melson as most of the stuff did on this card, it's except for the Tokyo. match, the match before I got four, four and a quarter. In Tokyo, they got eight. This is a Japanese fella, isn't it? Yeah, probably. <laughs> That's a Jiri guy, didn't he? the hell? Yeah. Yeah, but it's a Jiri bit like it was more synonymous with Western wrestling, though. Yeah. I mean, for everything, everything that like the the fans wanted from that match, they got. So in that sense, you got to get you got to get five stars in that sense. Yeah, and I thought the runnings were good to get people on the show who probably well, don't need. Yeah, there was there was it that was, behind it. It was just like none of them were in shape. Like I think the Dudley Boys hadn't wrestled for a while before, and they left after this, didn't they? Mm. They didn't look in great shape. Not like Bubba looks now. Christ. Sandman was obviously pissed before he got to the ring. Sandman got barely walk all the way through. Yeah, I know. I don't know where he was at, at the end. But well, the, the, the best moment is comes after the match. Yeah, we'll, so we'll, get, just, we'll get to that piece. Kind of, they covered all that anyway. So I, I thought that, yeah, it worked in two ways. Like it got everyone on the show. But also, it just kind of covered the fact that they were, they were limited in ring performance. They didn't really take away from the match, it really enhanced it. Yeah, which is. you would think when you see like oh 20 people on end you'd think oh that's going to ruin it but it probably made the match better. better yeah so Peters what did you think of the, the main event it was a good way to get people that you hadn't seen on screen into on well into the screen really wasn't it it's, it was just a, a nice sign off for the carnage that ECW was 
that that's that's what it was and what what ECW ECW stood for with fire blood cheese graters barbed wire head barbed wire head wasn't there should have been hashtag barbed wire head use that on uh, on Twitter as well um, yeah along with uh, no dry sound the players hashtag barbed wire head uh, at Vince McMahon hashtag barbed wire head let's get it let's get it booked let's get it done yeah it, it just summed up ECW and it was a lovely send off before the next bit. Yeah, right. So we'll, we'll get to that then because I know you're desperate. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tweet Vince right now. Well, bad boy red, bad boy red. See if it happens. See if it happens. If you're watching Backlash, um, <laughs> it's us. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, Bruce Pritchard's got his new job now, so I'll, I'll include him as well. Yeah, bad boy red. No context, just hashtag bad boy red. <laughs> no, kind of, yeah, because I can't explain him. I'm just reporting characters over it. <laughs> there we go. So after the after the bat. The other boys, even though they're getting cheered because they're ECW, go after Buell and McGillagotty for no reason. <laughs> Attempt to 3D, yeah. Sandman comes back in with a kendo stick. And then Sandman really wants a beer. I don't know if anybody knows this. I mean, if you got it from watching it, but... Get Sandman me a beer! He's literally for about five minutes to shout, get me a beer. And then, surprisingly, the biggest pop of the night was the glass shattering... Oh, well, it's just sends shivers down your spine, doesn't it? It is the best thing. Imagine, imagine if Austin didn't have the glass shattering. Obviously, he still would have been a megastar, but he couldn't have picked a better theme tune, could he? I don't think. For going on. It's iconic, isn't it? I got a shiver just watching it. I honestly did. It was just like, it was just a big pop. And if you weren't expecting to be there, I don't know if he was announced before, and I'm guessing not. I don't think so. That reaction. Even if you are just like hardcore ECW, it's Steve Austin, man. It? The, the thing <laughs> is, though, he's he's out of all time. Yeah. He was in ECW though, wasn't he? Because in the superstar, Steve Austin. Yeah, in the. Oh yeah, I know he was, but he wasn't a big star. I thought no, no. I was a bit that was weird about it, actually was that he's kind of took over the lead when he wasn't. In the. Maybe it should have been Rob Van Dam doing this. In bit. those flashback videos, is him dressed as Eric Bischoff? Yeah. Well, yeah. which is great. Yeah, but look, if Austin's there, Austin's the big star. I don't care who you are. Don't care what promotion he is. Yes, but I thought it just felt a bit, felt a bit weird that he was suddenly the ECW leader when he was in there for less than a year. And you've got, I get, I get why he's there. But should the should the ending segment have been about Austin? Probably not. No. I'd but do you know what? That, also that role to to Rob Van Dam. Steve Austin is on an ECW show slagging off the WWF whilst wearing an XFL shirt. Oh, is that what that was? Yeah. Oh, I wonder what that was. <laughs> I can't remember what team it is, but it's an XFL, isn't it? I didn't, didn't recognise the team, but that'd be why, because I asked the year. There you go, then. Which is weird, isn't it? Because it's Vince McMahon's point. <laughs> He's slagging off Vince McMahon, whilst also endorsing Vince McMahon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Austin comes out. He invites all... He says, Sandman, I'll get you a beer. Oh, I says, Sandman, I know you like to drink, <laughs> so I'll get you a great beer. I don't think Sandman actually gets a beer in the full thing, does he? <laughs> yeah, I think he gets one towards the end. He came out, so this, way, this guy smashed, didn't he? <laughs> it's the way. There's one point smashed out there. Uh, Austin even says, uh, calm yourself down, man, I'll get you a beer. Jesus <laughs> Christ, son. <laughs> um, so he invites the ECW locker room out. They all come out. And then Austin says he wants to see a fight. Don't know what he'd been watching for the past two and a half hours. <laughs> says he wants a fight, so he invites uh, all of the the Crusaders to come down. Well, Angle's already got his shirt off at this point. Well, he took, took it off like, right at the beginning. It's <laughs> <laughs> out there topless like an hour and a half at this point. <laughs> so they all come down. He says he's going to count to ten. And if he doesn't, he's going to come and slap the piss out of them. I think it's his exact words. 
<laughs> but they all come down and they're all in the ring. Angle's got a shout. Edge, though, to Edge's credit, he's, he's like right in the front of all these <laughs> guys giving it big guns. Oh, no, sorry, we've missed my best, my favorite line. It says, uh, JBL's obviously wearing a yellow tie. <laughs> Steve Austin says, JBL, you sorry son of a bitch, when you silly yellow tie. <laughs> Get down here. Which <laughs> yeah. is great. Austin's just absolutely. I think he still um, get angled to take his finger out of his ass. Yeah. <laughs> you take that finger out of your ass. It's just classic Austin. They just go into town and all the all the crusaders. They come down. They finally come down. They're in the ring. Yeah, Angle's giving it big guns right in front of them all. And then Taz comes out and he gets a massive pop as well. Taz. He comes out. Uh, Bischoff at this point had gone on to commentary. So he didn't actually get... He says, come on, let's go kick someone's ass and actually get into the ring. Sweet stuff on to commentary. Classic heel move. <laughs> so Taz and Angle start fighting. Taz eventually chokes Angle out on the outside. Angle's not actually in the brawl very long, is he? Literally gets no. the brawl straight away. So a massive brawl breaks out. This is obviously where JBL attacks Blumini. You can see it straight away. It don't look good. It'll never look good. The only saving grace about this is the chair shot. And the stiffest chair shot I think I've ever seen to this day. Oh, God, it goes right through here. Just thinking about that. (laughs) What a shot. (laughs) And I I don't think it ever explained why he did it, is it? Not on TV. No, yeah, why, no, why he attacked? Oh, oh no, why? Like, I think it's just because that's the sort of character he is, unfortunately. It's just a bit of a dick. Yeah. They probably uh, looked at him the wrong way backstage or something. Yeah, I've maybe just picked an easy target. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, but they were, they were, they're massive brawl. I've only ever noticed this time I've watched it, and I must have watched this paper about ten times. Snitsky gets put through a table. I never noticed this. Yeah, <laughs> on, he goes on the outside. Wait, that happened? He shows on the outside, and yeah. Snitsky's like laid in this end, like broken table. <laughs> no, miss that. I think it's where like the, is it the timekeeper sits at the end. Oh, the yeah. It was right next to the ring, wasn't it? Yeah, and it just, you don't show you actually going through the table, it just shows you. And then Snitsky, and like Rob Conway and someone else are like laid on the floor, and Snitsky's like laid in this broken <laughs> table. I completely missed that, yeah. yeah so it's a massive brawl, yeah. Regal, Regal gets a good few shots in. Regal looks good in his brawl. Still sucked in. It's glorious stuff. It's just <laughs> forever agent and irregal. He, he sent Hill to join this crusade, didn't he? Did he really? He split up as a jury. Yeah. All right. That's a shame. I like to regal yeah. to jury. So the ECW obviously reigning supreme. They're all in the ring. Sandman still wants a beer. <laughs> oh, damn, son. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. You I mean, can't even stand. Can they? They're just putting it on or what? Well, I think he's drank a lot and lost a lot of blood. So it's probably just how he is <laughs> at this point. Uh, so um, Austin says, get Bischoff down here. So Foley drags Bischoff down from, from comms. And interestingly, he'll only let WWE wrestlers fight him. So there's a 3D from the Dudley Boys. Oh, uh, yeah, that is true, actually, yeah. There's a Darwin headbutt. With, I mean, oh, unfortunate uh, killing Chris Van Wire. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, aged very well. And then there's the sixth one now, which gets booed again. Yeah, surprised they did that after the first time they got the. Yeah. And then credit to Bischoff, he's laid on the floor, he's knocked out. Austin's <laughs> kind of interview. Oh, this is great. Yeah. <laughs> she says, "Fuck ECW." 
Well, he's laid on the floor, so Austin hits him with a stunner. Then the Dudley boys carry him out. I think Sandman finally gets a beer. Possibly this time. Everyone yeah, does. he does get one. Closing shots, everyone drinking beer in the ring. ECW reign supreme. Bishop's been took out. That's the pay-per-view. Right, and Lou, what did we think of the aftermath of the match? Yeah, I said it, the other thing that was a bit weird was that Austin was the one leading it for me. But I guess if he's there, you're right, you have to lead it. But And it was a big pop when he came out. But it just it didn't feel it, like... It, it felt a bit too much WWE-like. I don't know why. I think it's because he, he didn't really have that many matches, did he? He was injured for most of his time. Yeah, he was just he doing those promos. And he lost them both to make a whip wreck. Yeah. So it's just a bit... Maybe Rob Van Am could have done that. But I guess it wouldn't have been as big a pop if Austin's there. And it's also, awesome. I think... On TV at this point, I think Austin and Bischoff are feuding. Yeah. Both co-GMs or something. So I guess it makes sense on that point of view as well. But yeah, I love that Bischoff just throws himself into this thing. You know, he knew he was the... It was almost like Bischoff's entire WWE run the first time around. was just kind of ending all the stories and just getting his comeuppance. Yeah. It's like... I don't think it's that long after this where he gets thrown in the bin by Vince, is it? No. Later on this year, I think. Yeah. So it's just like the, the... Even though it's just a caricature of like... Oh, they hate um, Bischoff and Bischoff like tried to put him out of business, on which he flat denies on his podcast. Obviously, because the, the fans think that it was nice for them to get that that moment of uh, come up into for Bischoff. And I just love how he just throws himself into it and that Ish. that line where he just goes "fuck his you know, you, which is absolutely well, fantastic. Laid on the floor. Yeah, <laughs> it's um, But yeah, wouldn't it have been better at that point if it was Paul Heyman that took him out? Yeah, I guess that. It's you know, also but, but, with, with like the Vince thing, where because originally it was going to be Cena who puts him in a truck, wasn't it? And then yeah. Bischoff said it makes more sense if Vince does it. Maybe it would be the same here, even if it was just a him and just hoys him out. Yeah, that would have made sense. But I, I'm, but... I'm nitpicking because I think it was it's a good, it was a nice moment, wasn't it? And like you know, everyone parts for Stone Cold. You could turn up anywhere, and you would. I can't I just think, think of one wrestling crowd that doesn't want to see Stone Cold. That is true. I just think I just think it's interesting that it's. If Stone Cold's on a pay-per-view, Stone Cold's music plays at the end. So it's some ECW. Yeah. It's some the old it, did, it did merge into the ECW on eventually, didn't it? Yeah. But it's just the, the last thing you hear is the glass shattering in the Every time, Stone like, Cold. Austin, yeah. <laughs> you know, Hogan must pose, Austin must stun. So yeah, there you yeah. go, yeah. Take Peters, what do we think of this sort of shenanigans after the match? Uh, JBL was not needed with yeah, what he did. He's overly aggressive because he's a dick. But... I get why they've done it, and I think it was clever the way they have done it to obviously show that ECW, although Joe Styles shouting ECW lives is annoying. Again, he just annoys me. I don't, I don't know why he's just annoying on this. But I thought it was good that ECW sort of all stood in the ring having a beer together. It's, it's basically a bunch of mates in it just having, having one last get together. It's like the final assembly before, before leaving school. That's what it is. You might never see some people ever again. And that's what it feels like. They're just all having one last beer together and they can they can put ECW to bed the right way. Yeah, it was a good... Because I don't think ECW ever had like a proper official last show, did it? It just no, kind of ended. No, it just think it finished. It wasn't like Nitro where they managed to get one more show out. It just... ECW, just Paul Heyman just stand up and roll one week today and it was it. It was done. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was a nice... As I said earlier, it was a nice end to the first chapter. Um, and the next one was... a. Terrible well, I chapter. think at this point, yeah. obviously, 2006 that, hadn't been planned, had it? So, no. it, no. so this, this was the last ever ECW yeah. thing. That's a good way to do it. Yeah. 
So what did we think of the pay-per-view as a whole then? Terry Peters, if you give it a score out of 10. What Solid do you think 9. Of, a 9. Is that your highest score? Highest score Peters has given one? No. Takeover was higher. Takeover. Yeah, I guess I get that. But it's solid, a solid nine. I think, like you say, it's got all the the lovely nostalgia there. It's got everything you need from a, an ECW pay per view, hasn't it? And like you say, it's it's nice to see something different that you probably won't haven't seen before, unless you watch DC Ruby and probably won't ever see again, and definitely won't ever see again with some things. So, yeah, solid nine for me. And the crowd were right into it, obviously as well. Yeah, Lou, would you agree with Terry Peters there? Yeah, I enjoyed it. I still prefer the R6 one. I think you can see R6 one had stories behind it. And I yeah. just, I prefer when I watch wrestling, I just prefer the uh, the stories that we go behind the scenes, as it were. I'll, I'll just give you depth to the match. So I prefer <laughs> just messing around with his bloody hairband again. It fell off, didn't it? Oh, my God. Ridiculous. Oh, my God. Um, just distracted me in that kind of... But yes, I prefer R6 for that reason, I think. Because I was, and at that point, I was watching TV every week and then you, see, you saw it build into the... The pay few words. This one was a bit of a one-off, but it was it was like a fun nostalgia show. I definitely liked to be in the in the crowd for it. Yeah, the, even though it was like nine percent white male. Um, yeah, well, there were some females in there. <laughs> yeah, we forgot we forgot to mention about the Sandman licking women's breasts. I, I, I was just going to leave that out. <laughs> Tommy Dreamer, his bloody wife's backstage. Yeah. 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 I was. I was. I it was. 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 Um, it would have been in some ways even though I preferred the show afterwards it would have been a nice ending to it I think yeah. it's had it's time not the sort of wrestling I you know we've discussed this before it's not the sort of wrestling that's my favourite but no I, I enjoyed the show it was um, it, two hour, two and a half hours but it, it passed really quickly yeah I don't know another we score seven or eight out of ten something out for me there we go, solid show. I thoroughly enjoyed it so that was ECW One Night Stand 2005 next week we're going to uh Another promotion. So our first ever TNA show, and we're going to be doing the first ever TNA pay per view, which is available is, on YouTube, I believe. Yeah, our dad is going to get really confused by this. Another wrestling promotion? Yeah, there's only, there only one at the start of this. <laughs> that was like <laughs> four or five. Oh, four, 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 yeah. Yeah. So we're going up. We're going to TNA pay per view. Was, was this 2001? 2002. 2002. Yeah, well, that'll be interesting. You're looking forward to it, though. In a way, I've seen a bit of it already. It's it ain't gonna like this show. It's not gonna be a critically acclaimed one, <laughs> I don't think. But it's a show, and we'll watch it. There we go then. See you there. That's that's next week, and the week after that, it's King of the Ring season. So we're gonna be doing King of the Ring 1998. Terry Peters, are you excited? King! of the ring is great I don't know why I just did that I don't know <laughs> nobody that. knows why you just did that yeah King of the Ring's brilliant I love King of the Ring so it's King of the Ring it's another great pay-per-view that I wish was still here I I do like King of the Ring but I've, I think the 98 one nobody even thinks about the actual King of the Ring it's all about goddamn Mick Foley <laughs> that's it he's dead this is the Mankind uh, Undertaker Hell in a Cell match yeah it's a surprising King of the Ring winner when I looked at it, actually. Is it? Well, we'll watch Pilot. If anybody wants to watch King of the Ring, so that'll be in two weeks. So next week is, is TNA. Week after that, King of the Ring 98. You can find us on Facebook as Wrestling Around, Twitter and Instagram as at Wrestle Around, W R E S Around. So you can see uh, pictures of Ted Peters wearing a 
bloody daft headbands. <laughs> it's something else. It's something's it, happened at the end of the show. It's, it's wow. He looks ridiculous and yeah. looks real. He looks real pleased with himself. And I can't wait you can send us an email at wrestlingaroundoutlet.com. It's wrestlingaroundoutlet.com. Follow us on, on, subscribe to us on YouTube, Wrestling Around on YouTube. We'll be posting clips of these, of the podcast. We'll be doing YouTube exclusives. It's all going to go crazy. Uh, it's going to go crazy when lockdown's over. We're obviously limited to what we can do while there's a bloody global pandemic going on. <laughs> so when all that's finished, we'll, we'll definitely be sort of ramping it up on YouTube. But yeah, obviously you know rate those five stars and that we've got another five star review this week so oh, oh, oh getting close what's the, what's the next promise we made oh it's, it's ross to watch all the uh the marvel films isn't it that's after 12 reviews i think How many i don't there? think it was i want a promise it was 22 i believe 22 22. We're almost close to the selfie a day on your Instagram. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's the next <laughs> one, yeah. 15. Instagram 15 three more off and then 50 I'll be joined by Hulk Hogan and Luna Vachon so (laughs) brother so we need to get to 50 Lou where can we find you social media Uh, at Lou Markham on uh, Twitter and Instagram Mm. Terry Peters what about you in a change to previous advertisements I am now Bell Nation what why you're a disgrace man (laughs) what happened to Tess Peters Oh, Tess Peters is still there, but I'm also Bell Nation on Twitter and YouTube and RL92 on Instagram. I'm all over the shop, viewers. All over the shop. I think you should really change that. Bell Nation as well. Confusing. You've got three tw- three bloody names on you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. Hard man to track down. Yeah, there we go. Scarlet well, Pimpernel. Really giving them out. Scarlet Pe- <laughs> Peters now. Oh, just forget you said that. Uh, you yeah. can follow me on Twitter as uh, at the Ross M. Yeah, that has been ECW One Night Stand 2005. And join us next week for TNA and a week after that, WWF for King of the Ring 98. Thank you, Lou. I guess thank you, Terry. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you, everybody, for listening. And join us next week on Wrestling Around. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code buttery exclusions apply see site for details planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options buttery soft italian leather bags and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands plus quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 